Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Listeners joining us now, co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Couldn't have asked in western Pennsylvania, and we have not had one of these, and I'd have to go back and look at the calendar, where we had three, as you referred to them as, Chamber of Commerce days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and any racetrack that raced in probably western Pennsylvania, uh, Eastern Ohio, throughout the state, got racing in because the weather, well, well, unseasonably cold. I was watching the race up at Jennerstown, and it was like I hate to see what the temperature was up on the mountain because you just don't normally see in the 40s at night in the end of June. But some great racing from all the racetracks this past weekend on, and finally. Mother Nature came through. You're right, and the racing was excellent. Uh, we got a lot of information about that. Our, tonight's guest, uh, Billy Rebar, he's going to be on with his uh, rundown on everything that happened Saturday. Uh, Samantha Osborne and Mike Sweeney, uh, they both scored uh, wins at Jennerstown. It was so nice. I mean, Mike's won there before. Samantha's only been there twice, and I think she's 20 years old. And she started seventh uh, in uh, her race, and she worked her way up, and she uh, finally passed the leader with a lap to go. It was just, and the fans went crazy. Yeah, I mean, anytime you uh, you know have a female there, I know you're going back to the Lauren Butler days. Uh, you got so many young fans, whether they're male, female, but especially young girls, they see someone like that. And you know, when we did an interview a month or so ago with Vivian Jones. 
these young kids say, you know, hey, maybe that can be me someday. And, I mean, she ran a great race, and, uh, to, you know, to pick up her first one and, and Mike Sweeney picking up his, his second one of the year. But the great part of that, and I know Billy's talked about it so many times, they try four hours from Eastern PA to come here, and I think they have a race truck that they could race tr- on that's like 10 minutes from their house. Exactly. They drive past it to get to Jennerstown, and that four hours is one way. It's four more going home. Yeah, but I think that, the, as we always talk about in motorsports, and I, I know Billy says this all the time, and I'm just referring to that because it's at Jennerstown, the camaraderie they have between drivers and you know they bring their camper they stay overnight they go back uh, on sunday morning i know they're for an upcoming race i heard during the the flow broadcast that you know billy was on for a little bit with nate that they have a, a double header weekend coming up around around the holiday and people are already booking their camping sites it's just a, a great opportunity to to mingle and to really not have to to rush home after the races you did a nice interview with Mike Norris, and uh, that's going to be on today's program. Uh, it's funny, I, and I got the part you said I would like the end of it when he said that he and his grandmother listened to rapping on racing. Yeah, just uh, ran a good race Friday. He was tuning up, finished second behind Mark Whitener, tuning up for the firecracker this coming Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then and Saturday, he jumped into his brother-in-law. And a lot of people don't know who Mike's brother-in-law. It's it's Nico DeBacco. Nico's a, I think he still races occasionally, but you know he puts Mike in the car and to put Mike in the car down at Pittsburgh. And I know that was there. He already told me they they were probably going to do that. That was going to be a, a test session for this coming weekend because there's twenty thousand dollars online for that Rush Billing Week Memorial Saturday. So. I expect to see some of the super late model drivers. If I happen to have maybe an extra car or so, uh, you may see some of these guys bringing that third car and dropping a crate engine in it because conceivably, if you would win the firecracker in the Emig Memorial, you could walk away in one day, Don, with $70,000. That is nothing to sneeze at. Tyler Harris has a real nice uh, interview with all the things that happened at Pittsburgh Saturday, and he mixed in a couple of uh, Victory Lane uh, interviews there. And then Mike Reft, uh, one of the Rush Late Model drivers, will also be a guest. Nice story about Mike Reft, uh, and it may be in the interview a week or so ago. He paid tribute, uh, I think it's to his uncle, Doug oh, Crawford, yes. and he put the, you know, the Fatheads 9C on the car, and it's just, those are the feel-good stories that you like to hear. And, you know, I had an interview, a chance to do an interview this uh, Friday night, and I won't uh, tell the listeners who it is. We'll just announce it at a later date. But another really feel-good story. And that's, as much as you hear all the bad stuff and things that are out there, when you see things like this, I know it makes me feel good, Don, and I'm sure it makes you feel good. But uh, we have Adam Kostelnik. Uh, an asphalt pro stock driver, asphalt late model driver, Brandon Marhefka, Lincoln Hill feature winner, A.J. Boast, and Andrew Gordon, a Penn, Ohio series winner. I first met Mike Reft when he was about six or seven years old, and it's in the interview. It is priceless. 
Okay, I want to explain the, the process on how the Victory Lane stuff is doing. You know, let's say that uh, up at uh, Jennerstown that uh, Brandon Marhefka wins the race and everybody at the track hears the interview. But what if he's got a friend or a sponsor that doesn't get to hear it or they don't have flow, but they do have a computer? Uh, what I generally do, and I do it with Nate Rigotti, I do it with Eric Westendorf, and I do it with uh, Howie Bayless. Uh, about two laps to go, I tape it, save it, edit out the uh, Geico commercials with the talking lizard, and then we play them. And then on this week's, we'll have Tom Golick, uh, another one with Samantha Osborne, and Mike Sweeney. And then uh, you can pick it up from there. Yeah, also we have uh, Victory Lane interviews with uh, Mark Whitener, who picked up the win Friday at Lernerville, and that's, that's a great one. I mean, Mark's a Florida driver, Don, so he came up, and you know he's had some success. I think that was his second win, and he was in the 58 car, so I think he was there tuning up. And then pro-stock driver Chris Schneider, and, and there's not much you can't say about Chris Schneider, but then we also have Brian Schwartzlander in the big block modified, Don, and he's getting close. 99 career wins at Lernerville Speedway. And when you get into the 100, I'm sure you know who those three guys are ahead of them. Yeah. And then A.J. Flick, who's hotter than a firecracker, we got his victory lane interview. Uh, now, we're going to do results at the end of the show, but we have uh, weekly results from Hummingbird, Knox, Sharon, Mercer, Dog Hollow, and Lake Trobe. So uh, we will cover that in the second hour of the show. Uh, Dave, have we covered everything? I think we have, and just in, in closing with the opening, Firecracker Weekend, I've had a chance to go over some of the drivers that other than the Lucas Oil drivers that we know are going to be there, because there are some drivers that will they're off any one particular tour, where it's, whether it's the World of Outlaws or the Lucas Oil Dirt Series, and they kind of just, you know, hit and miss. And one of them is Superman, Jonathan Davenport. And I think he's going to be a hot commodity because it's on his schedule that he's going to be there. And, you know, he's coming off, you know, the million-dollar win in Eldora. And Fergie time, Chris Ferguson's going to be there. And that's in a Bloomquist car. So you'll have Davenport in a Longhorn. you got uh, Ferguson in a Bloomquist Team Zero car. Now, I looked on... Brandon Overton's schedule as of uh, Sunday evening prior to our taping, and also Scott Bloomquist. Now, I don't see them, uh, anything with Lernerville on the schedule, but with 50000 to win, unless something's really big on their schedule that they uh, have planned, I think, even though I can't see any commitments for sure that they might be there, but I'm looking forward for myself to see the the Lucas Oil drivers at Lernerville. I mean, some of them have been there running with the Outlaws and just some independent races. We normally see them down in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. But, uh, yeah, three nights of racing. Hopefully we'll have the same type of weather we've had this past weekend because 
much like the Three Rivers Arts Festival, if anybody can ever remember that, generally it seems like one night of the firecracker there's rain. So we don't want to hear that four-letter word this weekend, Don. All right, Dave, uh, something, a little news nugget that was in area auto racing news, a great paper. I love it. Uh, 11-year-old Polly Hartwig II races to Mahoning Valley Sport Modified Win. At just 11 years and three months old, Hartwig of Galloway, New Jersey, became the youngest driver to win a modified stock car race at Mahoning Valley. The rising star won the 25-lap sportsman modified feature ahead of veterans Nick Bauer and Earl Paulus. 11 years old. I can only go back to... We talk about some youngsters, and I'm sure you'll remember this, but I don't think he had won yet, but I remember they're, they're getting older, but they're, they're still not old. But it seems like in years, it seems years ago, when Michael Lake, you know, Bobby Lake's grandson, was testing a Rush Great Late Model at, again, 10 or 11 down at the Roaring Knob Speedway. Now, I think Michael's close to 20 now, and you wonder where time goes, but there's also some guys out there. I know that Tanner Van Doren, I, he's still maybe mid-15s, maybe 16. And then we talked about this gentleman last weekend on Benjamin Eastler, 15 years old. You and I watched him race go-karts up at Slippery Rock with Cale Schwartzmiller. Last weekend, he picked up a win at Raceway 7. And this past weekend, he won at Sharon Speedway, and the, the great part about it, Don, is he's 15, and he beat veterans Garrett Crummer and Chaz Wilbert. So that's quite an accomplishment at a young age. Let's talk about the people you've interviewed recently that turned around that week or the following week and ended up in Victory Lane. Uh, it's, uh, we, had, uh, we did an interview with the Mike Turner gang and Rick Rogalski. They picked up a couple wins. Uh, Andrew Gordon, Benjamin Eastler. Uh, Michael Norris this past weekend. I think you know you had talked to Samantha Osborne a few weeks back. You talked to Mike Sweeney. I, I don't know, Don. It must be something in the air when you get an interview with Rapping on Race. And we joke about it. When I see the drivers, I'm like, see, we made you, we made you famous. Yeah. Well, Dave, excellent report. I thank you. I'll get back to you later in the show for the results. All right, Don. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Banker Bob Thought for June 20th, 2022. I was thinking this morning, it's kind of weird being as old as old people. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice, uh, Newspaper covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. 
That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs, guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market. Offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands. For more than 10 years, they've been an authorized distributor on the East Coast of the United States. For additional information, contact Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. All right, listeners, joining us now is Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, you got to be on cloud nine. Perfect weather excellent racing uh some of very emotional things in victory lane where do you want to start <laughs> you pick where to start don because as you said a very cool night a great racing slow racing and a lot of emotions running high i would like to start with samantha osborne i mean the girl's been there twice and she wins the feature. And, and she did it the hard way. She just kept working her way up through the field. In the last couple of laps, when she was getting ready to go for the lead, I was screaming at the TV. It was just like, wow, this is awesome. And then your staff, really a classy thing. They let her take the flag around for victory lane. Yeah, so actually anyone that wins their very first uh victory at Jennerstown Speedway career, we let everyone do a victory lap. We just think that's a great way to honor their first victory. You know, that you only get the first one one time, Don, and you never know when the second one's going to come. So you really like to do that and embrace that. And our flagman, Mike Reiner, does a great job. And how about we had 14 one-stop auto sale pro stocks yesterday. Absolutely amazing to see that division keep growing and growing. And, you know, Samantha was on the show here I think two weeks ago or last week, you know, she drives over four hours. She's been trying for two years to make it. They just couldn't make everything come together. And, and it's a great story. Very, uh, They have an older Hal chassis, which is pretty much unheard of anymore in the late model division. They have a 602 rush sealed motor from Mike Ingram up here in Catanning. Bought, bought everything, got everything put together, tried to make it out last year, just quite couldn't do it. Missed practice this year because things weren't quite ready. And 
here she is now, shows up at Jennerstown, and she's one for two. She's got, I told her, you got a 50% win percentage. Started in the seventh position out of 14 cars, raced her way up through the field in dramatic fashion. Um, looked like a seasoned veteran out there for a 19-year-old kid. A late-race caution when Alex Kostelnik blows out a rear end for the second week in a row in the second position. We knew we were going to have a late-race restart. It was anybody's race. And uh, Sam just did a crossover move, veteran move to Jeff Giles without making any contact whatsoever. And she visited Stoney's victory lane. Uh, the the crowd, I you know, for eight years that I've been there, it's been quite some time since I've seen the emotion from a crowd to respond to her winning. It was fantastic. Well, all the pieces were there. A young kid and a girl, two times, and she wins the feature. You, the only, I guess the only disappointing is you got some uh, sore heads that automatically they think because she beat them that there's something wrong. And I know you you tech the motors and they have the, the what are the, what are the things on there that says that uh, it's legal? Oh, I mean we have seals, seals. There's all kind of checkpoints that yeah. they look for. Unfortunately, there's just a lot of people that are jealous in this industry, and it's in every sport. Um, but the racing community, like anything, if you get if you beat me, they got to be cheating, and uh, none of that takes away from what Sam accomplished and everyone else at Jennerstown. And you know, our officiating staff does the absolute best they possibly can, and they take their job very seriously. And we actually had an event Saturday night that resulted in disqualification. Uh, Casey Flegel fought from a damaged race car, took the checkered flag. Unfortunately, there was a, a rules violation in tech, and. He failed technical inspection. So our guys take their job very seriously, and, you know, they, they look at things very closely. But the night was full of additional emotion, Don. And Nate Valenti, the 52 and the Farmers Union Cobb Chargers, still looking for his first win of the year. Had several wins last season. One of the greatest people I've met in the racing community, him and his dad, they go up there and they just put their heart and soul into it. And uh, Nate visited Stoney's Victory Lane for the very first time this year. His grandmother just recently passed away about a week and a half ago. He desperately wanted to win last week, just claim up a little bit short, but he was able to honor, honor Grandma on Victory Lane here this past Saturday. Well, one of the new things I started on this show two, three weeks ago, I called Victory Lane. And because a lot, a lot of people, we can tell them, yeah, that Nate won, but they don't hear the emotion. So at the, in the last part of the show, for example, uh, this week uh, for uh, Nate, uh, I have the Victory Lane interview with Tom Golick, Samantha Osborne, Mike Sweeney, and I have the one with Casey, but I guess I won't need to play that. But they can hear. I generally uh, start the, the recording with two laps to go, and Nate will bring the people through the last two laps, and then I, I have to edit it down because the Geico commercials and everything show up. So I clean that all up, and then uh, I, I play that, and the people love it. I'm getting all these kind of emails. Jeez, I can't believe it. Now, I know I'm going to get a whole lot more when they find out about Samantha. That's just, it's awesome. And Yeah, I, the, the, the fans were definitely on their feet, and uh, you can hear the octaves in Nate's voice get higher and higher. So yeah. it was exciting to listen to. And then uh, Jim Zufall uh, came up, and he said, you really, the hospitality was excellent. And he went over to Nate when Nate had a break, and he said, you know, I spent seven years announcing at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and I was never as good as you are. And, boy, Nate had a smile from ear to ear. 
it's hard to believe he's only been doing it for two years, Don. He's a seasoned veteran right now, and he's earning the respect of everybody in the racing community. I have a question. Do you think Mike Sweeney will take up learning how to play a guitar? <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Hopefully he keeps focused on uh, race car driving. But, you know, there you go. Young man, once again, he's been coming to Jennerstown for two or three years. And, you know, there's a backstory there, Don. He came to our Masters, I think, four years ago, and he wanted to race Jennerstown, and he couldn't race for two years because he didn't have the proper seals on his engine, and he just wasn't allowed to race. doesn't matter who you know or how good a friend you are. You know, rules are rules. So Mike wasn't able. He kept digging, went out, got her motor certified by Nova Motorsports, Phil Harper in Michigan, and he came racing last year. I think he ran 11 races, still struggled a little bit, had some good runs, and here he is. He's been there four times this year, and he said, Two visits to Stoney's Victory Lane, and we kind of teased him a little bit last night because he's kind of like the chief mechanic and setup man on Sam Osborne's car. That you know, she had to work for her. She started seventh. He started on the outside pole and didn't get any caution, so he had a little bit easier job last night. Yeah, this is kind of random. It was a long time ago, but when I promoted Motordrome, and one of my favorite, matter of fact, I brought the modifieds to Asphalt Racing. They didn't have them. When I would get a whiner that was complaining. I would take them, and Freddie Foster was a tech guy, excellent guy, and I'd get everybody in the same place at the same time and say, what's your problem? And they'd go, oh, and they would go, and they were all convinced that uh, the car owner on Mark Flick's car, uh, they said he had an illegal crankshaft, and it was $1,000 to tear down the motor. And the car owner kept saying, that's, that's a boneyard motor. This car just handles. Well, mm -hmm. they weren't satisfied. And the guy that wanted to tear it down was good friends with the owner, but he was convinced he was cheating. And they, they tore it down, they pulled the pan, and they couldn't believe it because it was a boneyard motor. <laughs> and the, the guy said, I could have saved you $1,000, but he wouldn't listen. So I think if you get the whiners and the moaners together all in the same place and, and like they got a... a problem with these seals say what's your problem and just confront them with the fact that this is a lot of bs well don there's a lot of people involved and there is a process for that you know the tech inspectors do everything they can but if that doesn't satisfy the drivers there's a protest form they can fill out and complete and it's a pretty simple process you put up x amount of dollars for whatever you want to protest you fill out the form and one thing we do that's unique at jenner's talent it's to kind of discourage, uh, I don't want to say this, excessive protesting or, you know, picking on some guy or whatever is, you know, if you want to put up and have a motor tore down, we will be more than happy to do so. We'll pull that motor out of the car and we will tear it down right there in front of the certified builders. But if you protest someone's motor, your motor's coming out right next to it in the garage. If you protest someone's rear end, your rear end's coming out right there in the garage as well. So yeah. kind of keeps people honest. But uh, we've had it happen before, and I'm sure it will happen here in the future as well. Yeah, losers don't like losing, so they got to blame it on somebody. I was so happy with the race. And one thing that may kind of upset me a little bit, some of these guys are getting, like, in the modifieds, and you got two guys up against the wall. They need to just calm down a little bit and think it through before they tear their cars up. Yeah, I think it's a combination, Don. You know, we're in the middle of a little bit of a tire shortage, and I think, you know, people are starting to run on little older tires, so maybe there's not as much grip. Track conditions change, and just two cars racing for the same piece of real estate ran out of room, and unfortunately, John Fama was involved in a pretty scary crash that uh, our Flow Racing broadcast, headed by Jared Adams, caught the entire thing, and 
You can see those clips on our Jennerstown page, car up on the wall. You can see the underneath. Almost lost my uh, speed shot. Thank God it didn't. They won't have to buy a new one of those. And his nephew, Anthony family, was in John's backup car. He tried to avoid the accident, ultimately got severe damage as well. Cindy Shawless was involved in another wreck as well. So um, I don't think it was anything ill intent. I just think it's, you know, really close, hard racing. Unfortunately, it's just that's a part of this game. You know, it's an animal that can bite you sometimes. Well, Tom Golick just barely missed it. He had minor contact there, but he was able to see it through and, and pick up the win. Uh, excellent, excellent racing. Uh, anything else? Uh, have we covered everything? No, Don, you know, I think this is our fourth or fifth week. I think that we've ran consecutively. And, you know, you hate to see any rain out, so we've got some great things coming up. But I think everyone's already looking forward to that uh, weekend break at the monster trucks where everybody can reset and reset the batteries. And, that's the other nice thing I want to reiterate this year is you are allowed to drop a finish. So everyone that has raced so far between now and September 1st, come September 1st, their worst finish, whether it's a last place, a wreck, did not start, disqualification, one points finish will be erased from the record books, and that last month of September will be straight up from there. So if someone wanted to go on vacation, maybe somebody was in a wreck and didn't have a chance to get things fixed, waiting on parts, you have the ability, and we're really excited to see how that plays out. couple drivers I'm going to have on the near future is Pete Reck and Steve Singo. I try to, when I record, I try to make it uh, so it's uh, comfortable for the person involved. And if they're busy at work or they have other commitments, I just say, pick a day. And they're both going to pick a day for me, and they'll be on some of the upcoming shows. Well, I had, uh, I really, really enjoyed, Flow Racing is so cool. And, and I'd like to, I wish I could figure out a way to find out how many people that have never been to Jennerstown are saying, wait, we got to get down there. This place is beautiful. Well, I'm going to put a little teaser out there and it's not set in stone. All I can tell you is uh, I had something introduced to me here this last weekend that uh, hopefully we'll be contacted by someone in the real near future. Hopefully we can sign some agreements in the very, very near future, but we'll make a major, major announcement for Jennerstown to put even more eyeballs across the world on Jennerstown Speedway. And you know the sad part? You'll make me wait until it's official before I know anything about it, but hey. Sorry, Don. I got to do it all, so right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? 
Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Listeners, a special uh, interview right now. We're going to add this one. Jim Zufall here up at the Jennerstown Speedway. And uh, after so many years as the announcer at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, I will tell you there is nothing in the world like a first-time winner and nothing in the world like a first-time winner when she is 19 years old, only the second time at Jennerstown Speedway. Samantha Osborne joins me. Man, you got to walk me through those last few laps. Man, you know, when uh, that caution came out and I realized I was in second because I didn't even really know I was in second, um, you know, I just I knew I had to get a good start, and I I had confidence I was faster than them, and I, you know, I just was going to do what I, what I know how to do, you know, and just have fun. That was my main goal, just to learn and have fun, and I knew I could probably get around them on the outside, and, it, man, I don't know, that was crazy. <laughs> That caution with a couple to go gave you everything you needed. I don't think that win happens without it, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, he was out there quite a ways, and yeah, without that going, that caution, the three to go, I would not have got it probably. So count them down, three, two, one. Uh, the the emotions running through you about then has to be driving you crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, when I'm in the car, I'm I'm really calm for some reason. I don't know. Most people get all wound up, but I'm pretty calm and. You know, when he got by me on the start or whenever that was, I was a little a little worried about it. You know, I was like, oh, man, maybe we'll get second. But I knew I had to keep fighting. And uh, coming to the white flag, I knew I had it. So, you know, I was just chilling at that point. <laughs> no slouches out there either. You beat a pretty good bunch of drivers. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by that, actually. These guys have a lot more laps here than I do and a lot more years under their belt than I do. But, you know, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to be here. All right, nobody does this by yourself. There's a whole lot of people hanging around by that black holler by you. Let's run through them. Yeah, obviously my parents, you know, they do a lot for me. Without them, it, I wouldn't be racing. And uh, Sweeney Racing, they, they've gone out of their way to get me on the track because without them, I wouldn't be racing either, honestly. And um, Jones Racing Products, they go out of their way, and they're amazing people, and I just love all of them. And Checker One Manufacturing, they stand by me pretty well, too. And, you know, at the track, Sweeney Racing steps in and helps me a lot and gives me a lot of guidance and, you know, my parents and my brother, they step up and help me out a lot, so I just can't thank all of them enough. You got a few sponsors on that car as well. Let's talk about them. Yeah, I mean, Jones Racing Products, like I said, uh, Airmaster Pools, ISC Racers Tape, and Checker One Manufacturing. They all just, I can't thank them enough for the support. Absolutely nothing in the world like a first-time winner, and Samantha Osborne is just that. 
located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Ship catching Sweeney ever so slightly, but still this time by for Mike Sweeney. He'll get the two to go sign. Two laps to go for the 11 of Sweeney. It's going to be a fun night in that Sweeney pit if he holds on here. Samantha Osborne, who won earlier, is, his, is a member of his crew. They're friends. They race together. As Sweeney takes the white flag, final lap. Mike Sweeney in the 11 car will pick up his second ever win here at Jennerstown Speedway. Sweeney takes the checkered flag. Hands out the window for Sweeney. Owen Halp finishes third. Barry Audi fourth. Jared Barkley fifth. Jeremy Schaefer sixth. Heminger seventh. Will Trout eighth. Finishing ninth, Todd Price. And Brandon Marhefka picks up a top 10 finish here tonight as Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney climbs out of his race car in Stoney's beer victory lane. He picks up his second win. Let him hear ya. Well, the aerodynamics might be a little different on that race car next week. I'll tell you what, Mike, congratulations. Oh, it's his? This is part of the trophy for you, Mike Sweeney. You get a Clark's Edition guitar. My man, how awesome is that? Thank you to the Marhefka family and the Clarks for helping us out with this. Mike, you drove away with this one, man, from the front row. Yeah, um, you know, luck of the draw, started up front. We knew we had a pretty fast car. I uh, just had to make sure that uh, we hit the, hit the setup for tonight, and, uh, and we did. So I, can, uh, I can't thank all my guys enough. I, I gave them a little hard time this week that uh, we had to step up our game, and this is the way to step it up. So I got to thank them. I got to thank all my sponsors, Jones Racing Products, BNF General Machine, Hummels, uh, self storage are here tonight. Um, you know, thank you to the Marhefka family um, for doing this. We're gonna have uh, have a party here in front of this concert, and uh, the, man, this is two times in a row that I got a pretty awesome trophy. We won on Memorial Day too, so this is awesome. Two wins in four races now for you here at Jennerstown. You missed a couple of weeks, but man, there is something hooked up in this race car. Yeah, we can't run every week, but uh, I think we're gonna miss next week. But we'll be back July 4th for the doubler. So, yeah, we. Uh, you know, just keep hard work in the shop and, uh, you know, no rest. Uh, man, we won and we still came back, went to work, and, you know, we drive four hours home Sunday morning and unload the car, and there's two, three hours of work before we get to go home and actually uh, relax. So, 
I know you and Samantha are close. It's going to be a big party in your pit tonight, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I, uh, man, I'm not sure what I like more, me winning or her. That was some hell of a drive by her. I am so proud of her and, uh, and, and just everybody that involves ourselves with uh, these two teams. We, uh, we united as one and uh, we came out here to tackle it and, uh, you know, I'm sure the Western boys aren't too happy with the Eastern boys right now. <laughs> Mike Sweeney, the four-hour drive pays off. He picks up his second win here at Jennerstown Speedway this season. How about a round of applause for our winner tonight? This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. No one covers motorsports like Rapidon Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapidon Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. And now more Rapping on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. We're here at the Jennerstown Speedway, and Don, I have to tell you, after almost two decades of not being here, this place is a show place, and we're here talking to a young man who really likes the place, especially two weeks ago, found himself standing on the roof of his car with a checkered flag. Brandon Marhefka joins us. Uh, You know, Brandon, I I mentioned to you earlier, seven years I was a track announcer at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Maybe the most fun thing I ever got to do was to have a first-time winner come out of the car. What a blast. 
let's we're going to start at the end. Let's talk about when you cross Victory Lane or when you cross the checkered flag, Victory Lane. What did that feel like? So there's actually a picture out there that I have my hand out the window as I am crossing the start finish line. And that right there could pretty much show my entire excitement for it. Um, we've been chasing after that win for about four and a half years now with just me. So whenever we cross that finish line, it was like, finally. It was not only me, but my crew, my family, everybody. It was just like a sign of relief for like, we can do it. So now it's just a matter of time for another one. So I've had my facts straight. You took the lead right around lap seven or eight. Yes. 22 laps. You're holding on to the win with the best of the best in the business around this place on your tail. What's going through your head? Uh, I knew that I was very loose. And I knew that I needed to be on the outside of the track. That way I wasn't trying to pinch the car down and getting loose off. But I also knew that I did not want to give Barry Audi the inside. He is a perfect driver. He... He will wait until I make a mistake. Luckily, whenever I made a mistake, I was able to recover from it, and he was he was too tight, so he would just push up, and I would get loose. So it, we kind of like balanced our cars out almost. But uh, holding him off just honestly made it that much sweeter. Um, it truly he is one of the best that, that's ever raced at Jenner Sound. He has how many championships and feature wins? So. Young man, you're 20 years old, I was told. Is yes, that right? 20. So, you know, here you are. You're the kid. You got all these KG old veterans chasing you. Uh, that has to feel good. Yes, it does. And, I mean, we actually went uh, that night. I had a couple buddies up to the house. We just hung out around the fire. And I uh, we looked at my dad's trophy case. If I'm not mistaken, it has been nearly 14 years since our family's been in victory lane. And for me to come back and do it for my first time and have everybody that's been doing it with my dad forever, it just, it was sweet. And it was, I'll never forget it, simply. Did you work your way up to the late model or did you go directly into it? I raced pedal bikes, does that count? (laughs) Um, No, I went straight into late model. We had a car that was as old as me at the time it was born in 2002 i was born in 2002 so then about this is my third year in this car we got an updated car working with some really great people and we're finally starting to figure it out we had a couple strong finishes the first two weeks and then you know now we're just on the roll you mentioned your dad and a whole bunch of trophies back there you got yourself one heck of a pedigree let's talk about family uh, yeah my grandfather my dad i mean we've been doing it uh, our shirts say 60 plus years and i'm sure it's almost going towards 70 so doing it for that long you know my pap he's in the hall of fame here at jennerstown he won a race on dirt my dad won a race on asphalt and now i won a race on asphalt here so that's three generations here winning how about extended family? You got a lot of those around you too? Uh, yep, yep. A lot of people that I know and, you know, extended family here that come to the track that help me, all my friends. It's it's just, it made it with a lot of people here, it just made it that much better. All right, 13, really? Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to say you never you never number a car 13, you never paint a car green. You're not green, but you are 13. Clearly, it doesn't scare you. No, so honestly, I didn't even know that. I knew my grandfather always told me green and peanuts those aren't allowed in the pits he always told me do you somebody comes around here wearing green they're out so honestly the 13 my brother was 13 in uh, high school soccer so i just kind of carried it over because i was like oh i'll take my brother's number that's kind of cool so then i'm like okay it was time to come to pick a number for the race car i'm like 
Oh, 13. Well, I didn't know that whenever I picked it, but then I was told over the past couple of years that, yeah, it's not exactly the best number in racing. <laughs> you broke the jinx, though, didn't you? I, I did. I hope, and I hope it continues. So let's talk about your history. Four and a half years, you say, you're in the car? Yes. Okay. You got a few things that are really memorable. Take away that victory. Uh, obviously, that's going to be at the top of the list. Something else that really sticks out is either whether it's a moment or just a, a time in your career that you think, man, that's the pinnacle. Um, outside of the win, I would have to say, I believe it was not last year, but the year before that, we went from like 22nd or something like that to 10th or right. At, we've advanced countless positions in the motor mountain masters and honestly that was that was a good race i love the longer races and be able to do that good i that was honestly right below the victory so i was very happy with that so that was outside of the victory i'd have to say the i believe it would have been 2020 the motor mountain masters that was probably one of my favorite outside of the victory talking to brandon marhefka we just talked about your your greatest memories, your best time, you got to have a few you'd like to erase from the memory banks, right? Yeah. Um, turn three wall, I'd love to erase that one. Uh, we had a, an arm break in the back of the car and ended up destroying the entire part, front end of the car. Um, then we got it all put back together, and a week before our Clark's concert, which happens to be now this night, um, last year, the motor blew up the week before, and we're like, we got to have a... Cl- car at the clark's concerts it's our sponsor we have to have a car so we hurry up caught up our um, engine builder he's like yep i'll have it to you by monday or wednesday of that week that next week got the car back to put back together but that turn three well that one didn't feel so good but i'd love to erase that one <laughs> we're sitting in your toter right now and right behind us is your is your trailer and your car and a whole lot of black shirts out there let's let's name them um my mom my dad my brother my girlfriend montana my grandparents both sides of my family they're both still with me which i'm very fortunate they still come to their track um my uncle scott ron everybody there's too many people that i can even uh you know thank and i'm just making sure i don't forget any but i mean there's just countless number of people that helped me and i'm very thankful for each and every one of them and i just i wish i could do something more for them but i i hope that a thank thank you is just good enough and i i mean they keep coming around and help me so i just i pray that they keep coming around you ain't chased them off yet that's a good thing <laughs> all right somebody's paying the bills for all this somebody's behind you and i would say by the look of your car and the look of your your fire suit there's a whole lot of somebody's let's not forget them yes uh memorial highway chevy allied milk producers burke towing uh valvoline um the clarks i mean right now we're sitting right next to a big old stage um let me just make sure ffx they're great they're right out of my hometown we got hooked up with them but uh, the a place i work vcl manufacturing i work there every day and they help me out uh there's just and honestly outside of them like i said just the pit crew just everybody that keeps us going and you know comes to attract a shop it's just they're they're helping us just as much as the sponsors and i'm thankful for both of them 
a lot of history at this speedway, but a lot of history a lot of, around a lot of other speedways. Some of them not there anymore. You say you're from Winber. Uh, any of your family raced at the Winber Speedway or Winber Stadium? I guess it was called in those days, right? Yes, my dad did, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if my pap did, but I know for sure my pap did, and I played soccer right on the infield of what would have been the speedway. So um, they now obviously it's not a track, but whenever I was growing up, you could still see the dirt around the racetrack, so that was cool. Um, I've been to racetracks all over the country, well, pretty much east of Indiana, but, I mean, we've been all the way up into Canada and whatnot, so uh, it was, we've been to a lot of different racetracks. So we may have missed something. What did we miss? Who you need to thank if you just thought of it, or well, let's st- talk about some of your thoughts for the rest of this season. Um, the rest of the season, I'd, like I said, I would like to just get another win. I mean, just, you know, just prove it that much more. Um and all my sponsors, my family, uh, it, there's just too many people, and I, it's just, it's great. It's the racing family, and that's the best way to describe it, the racing family. And we have one of them here at Jennerstown. I have great friends, so I'm very fortunate for that. So lots ahead for you. Again, 20 years old. Uh, you see your other family drives uh, well into their later later years. You're looking for that sort of thing, too. Brandon Marhefka has joined us. And, Brandon, all the best to you and, and everybody here at the Jennerstown Speedway. you got one heck of a night coming up. you got the Clarks later on tonight. And you got a whole season ahead of you. Thank you. And for, thanks for joining us on Rapping on Racing. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway, marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs, guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market, offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands, For more than 10 years, they've been an authorized distributor on the East Coast of the United States. For additional information, contact Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. 
Wind and unseasonably cold weather made for a challenging night for both the competitors and the track crew, but come feature time Saturday night, Dirt's Monster Half Mile came alive and provided the classic racing that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway has produced for decades. Those who were unable to attend Saturday's races in person had the opportunity to enjoy the races live from the comfort of their homes or the convenience of their mobile devices, courtesy of the folks from Dirt.TV. Four first-time division winners were proof that the year of opportunity is well underway. The Falcone Automotive 410 winged Outlaw Sprint Cars were the headline division this week as they joined us for the second time this season. Special thanks to the Falcone Automotive Group for providing a 2022 Ford Bronco as the official pace truck for the evening. 34-year veteran Dan Kurriger has won at many racetracks in the Western PA region, but PPMS has eluded Kurriger at least until the checkered flag flew on the 20-lap feature event. The pilot of the Zippay family 08 parked it on the front stretch and had this to say in victory lane. Ladies and gentlemen, he's out of the car. Let's hear it for this first-time feature win here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The driver of the Zippay family number 08 out of New Brighton, Pennsylvania. It is Dan Kurriger. You got out of your car faster than I expected. <laughs> Tell you what, you got the job done here. You struggled a little bit early, but you've got things figured out. You move that top wing way up. You move to the inside of the track. You find moisture, and uh, you took off like a rocket ship, man. You earned this one. It felt great. Um, that's what I did. I moved the wing back and just slowed down and ran around the bottom. There was a little bit of moisture down there, and the car was really good. It's your first career feature win here at Pittsburgh. You've won in multiple other tracks around the area. How's it feel to kind of get the monkey off the back here? feels great. I wanted to win one here real bad, and we fell short a few times, I was telling you earlier, so it's good to pick the win up finally. You love this track. You love the speed. Take us around a lap here at Dirt's Monster Half Mile in the fastest cars on dirt. What's it like? It's just completely different. That's why I like it. Like, everywhere else is a lot smaller, and just said you got to slow down and just not oversteer or nothing on this track because it's so big. You're a humble man with a humble racing program and a small crew that makes it all happen. However, small crews come together to make big things happen, and that's what took place here tonight. People that you would like to thank for making it all come together. Gary Zippe, uh, the Zippe family, Young Electric and Advanced Auto. My mom and dad, if it wasn't for them, I'd never be able to do this. You've been racing a long time, and uh, you're here again tonight. And tell you what, it's a great thing to see you here in Victory Lineman. We thank you very much for coming out with us. We thank Falcone Automotive for making it all happen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the first time. Feature winner here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The driver out of New Brighton, Pennsylvania, the driver of the 08 is Dan Kurriger. Carl Bowser was in contention to win not once but twice in this feature. He led the first 11 laps but managed to close in on Kurger from a several-second gap to just one second by the end of lap 20. Sean Rahal completed the podium in his first-ever appearance to the racetrack. Completing the top five are Brandon Mattis and George Hobaugh. Heat race winners included George Hobaugh and Jeremy Weaver, who picked up his first career heat race win in a 410 sprint car. Fastest qualifier overall was George Hobaugh. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models were on hand for their final race before the Herb Scott Memorial on July 2nd. I'll have more details on that event at the end of this segment. The Rush Late Model Division now has provided seven different feature winners in seven feature events this 2022 season. Sarver, Pennsylvania native Mike Norris added his name to the list of winners this past Saturday in the Nico DeBecco-owned N1 car. Norris and crew are gearing up for the Bill Emig Memorial and presumably the Herb Scott Memorial. Norris shared his thoughts on the night's win. But how about this driver out of Sarver, Pennsylvania, the crusher Mike Norris, your feature winner in tonight's work, Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model feature event. 
Man, you talk about moves of the race, and uh, on that restart, you shot your shot, and uh, you made it stick. Yeah, I left him a lane up there, but he had to know that was coming. I was hoping it was going to stay green. Uh, it was getting pretty fun there. He kind of got screwed up by that lap car, and I got to catch back up with him, and uh, I was glad the track moved up. It started to feel like old Pittsburgh there, but uh, I got to thank Nico DeBecco and Vinny. Uh, they built one heck of a car. Um, Ingram engines, Integra shocks, rocket chassis, Corey Frox trucking, um, Lojack Yamaha. This thing's just been uh, it's been good every time we raced it. Uh, I've really missed coming here, and I, I love this place, honestly. When it gets up, up, up by the wall like that, there's, there's nothing like it. You've had the fortune of driving a lot of different cars through the past year. Not only just your family-owned 72 ride, you've gotten the chance to drive this car. You've gotten to drive the uh, Big Frog car, I believe it is, and you've gotten to drive for Clint Boyer in the past. Um, but, but what's that like, though, whenever you get that dexterity behind multiple different fashions of late models, and how does that build your, you know, your confidence going into racing? I guess it depends on how you run. Our confidence hasn't been that high lately. We've had just just one of them, you know, years. It's it's like racing's like riding a wave. You know, you got to ride it up and you got to ride it down. And uh, hopefully, we're on the upswing. Well, I'd say this is a nice little monkey off your back situation and a nice preparation coming up for a big weekend of racing. Two big weekends of racing for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for tonight's feature winner of the 20 lap Roar Automotive Rusher Late Model Feature Event, the Crusher Mike Norris from Sarp, Pennsylvania. Rice's Landing's Ben Police led 17 laps leading up to the late race restart, but would have to settle for second come race end. The Steel City outlaw Tim Schaefer, Philip Bubeck, and Tony Mussolino rounded out the top five. Mussolino drove the Dobnak-owned 42 as both driver and car made their season debut at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Heat race winners were Mike Norris and Mike Reft. The PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks had two feature races as they kicked off the night with a makeup feature event. A.J. Poljack was victorious in the opening race, ending a three-year drought after picking up his first win since 2019. It made for Poljack's 13th career feature win in the division, and it was nice to see a guy who built so many of the racing engines for several of the competitors at the track get the job done. Poljack took the lead on lap number seven from then points leader Brian Hutchko and led the remaining five laps after to seal the deal. Hutchko piloted his always-safe number 60H to second, Cody Catellas, Heath Close, and Frank McGill would complete the top five. Feature number two on the night for the Pro Stock saw a first-time feature winner. Cody Catellas of Monongahela, Pennsylvania, took his hoods-up quick-lube slider chassis to a first-career Pro Stock win. The three-year driver looked like a veteran as he led all 15 laps of that feature event. This is Catellas' third win of the season at the track, the first two coming in Cheplick Packing Hobby Stock competition. Keep an eye out on the Catellus Racing YouTube page this week when they post their new content. Second went to A.J. Poljack, third to Brian Hutchko, and a tremendous battle at the line between Heath Close and Frank McGill ensued, with Close edging out McGill for the fourth position by seven one-thousandths of a second. Cody Catellus also picked up the heat race win. Speaking of Frank McGill, he did not go home empty-handed as he parked his Jeff Sork HVAC Monte Carlo on the front stretch by the end of the 15-lap feature event for the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks. The double-duty driver made Saturday his 13th career feature win, placing himself tied for 11th all-time in the division. Not bad for an 18-year-old driver who just graduated high school. Completing the top five were Matt Bernard, Logan Catellus, Tyler Fox, and Tony McGill. Tyler Fox made a season debut on Saturday, so a nice outing for someone just shaking off the cobwebs. Heat race winners were Matt Bernard and Gary Catellus. 
The Crawford Auto Repair Open 4-Cylinders was the other division sporting a makeup feature, and it too produced a first-time division winner. Susie Rudolph, or Susie Q, of Steubenville, Ohio, had a six-lap shootout with her father, Craig Rudolph. Susie got the job done, and when asked if she would let her father have a win for Father's Day, she had this to say. No, not this time. I don't want him to win that easy. I want him to actually earn his win. It's always fun running against my dad, and when he gets in front of me, it kind of makes me mad, so it makes me race harder because I don't want him to beat me. Craig was the only other driver to make the call for the makeup feature, so Craig Rudolph is credited with second. The regularly scheduled feature event saw Collier's West Virginia's Bill Tennant take home the checkered flag. Another tremendous battle between himself and his wife, April, entertained the crowd. Bill stated he may have to sleep on the couch for a night, but it's her turn this time to wash the cars on wash day. By race end, it was Travis Corbin in second, April Tennant third, Susie Rudolph fourth, and Craig Rudolph round out the top five. There was no heat race due to time constraints. We've covered three first-time winners, and the fourth happened to come from the always-safe flagging and traffic control Young Gun Division. Tyler Hollister picked up his first career win after only a handful of attempts in his first year of competition. The 17-year-old driver compared racing at Pittsburgh to driving on the roads. Uh, it's definitely a lot different from going on the regular roads down here. It's definitely a rush for like 100%. I mean, I love it. It's the best thing I've ever done, really. And when asked what the future holds... I mean, just move up in classes slowly as I go. I mean, I'll stay in this one for the rest of the year, and I'll just move up from there. Plum, Pennsylvania native Zoe Knight picked up a career-best second-place finish. Samara Weaver finished her career-best third. Gavin Kakalis was fourth, and Ebby Laboon placed fifth. Talk about dedication. Gavin Kakalis had an unfortunate wreck last week that totaled his Chevy Cavalier. Himself, his family, and his crew purchased a new car and got it all put back together in one week's time and had it out for competition last Saturday. Next week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is an off week for racing in observation of the Firecracker 100 weekend at Lernerville Speedway. However, Monster Trucks will entertain thousands of fans in attendance from June 24th through the 26th. Check out monstertrucks.com. That's Monster Trucks with a Z at the end. So monstertrucks.com for all event times and ticket information. We pick right back up with racing action on July 2nd for the Herb Scott Memorial, a $3,000 to win Flynn's Tire and Auto Service Touring Series event for the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Dirt Late Models presented by Born to Run Lubricants. Jeremy Wonderling was the winner of the 2021 event that hosted drivers from six different states. The Rush Late Models will be joined by our Action Event Divisions, the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4-Cylinders, and the always safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. Gates will open at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and racing at 7 p.m. As always, visit ppms.com for all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as updated point standings and online racing programs. And be sure to find us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. I hope all of you fathers out there had a tremendous Father's Day. And with that, reporting for Rapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, 
and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Listeners, joining us now is Mike Reff, the driver of the number nine at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Good. I have a favorite story about Mike Reff, and I'd like you to share it with I, It's never happened before. I don't. Well, I'm not the uh, master of ceremonies anymore, but for 25 years, I was the MC at the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Banquet. And a six-year-old go-kart driver come up to talk to me. Pick the story up from there. Yeah, I went up and uh, didn't really know what to do because, you know, six years old doesn't really have to do any interviews. But uh, I had some note cards my dad made up for me, and I went straight up to Dawn, and I said, here, can you hold these? Yeah. I was like at a loss for words, and he did a wonderful interview, and I kept thinking to myself, this kid's got a future in racing. Now, obviously, that was a couple of years ago, so from six years old, let's pick it up uh, with your career. What was next on the agenda? Uh, we ran the go-karts until I was 12 years old, and then we jumped into the four cylinders when they made, when they made the division on a PPMS, and uh, we ran that for a couple years. And we jumped in the late model at 15. Been in it ever since. And when did you get into the late models? Ah, 15 years old. 15. Amazing. Now, the number nine has a lot of history, and I'd like to bring the listeners up to speed because we get new ones every week. My first uh, experience with the number nine was John Crawford when he was running Heidelberg. then his son, Doug, carried the number nine when he was running at Pittsburgh. And now you have the number nine. So 
What was your connection with the Crawford family? Uh, well, my mom is cousins with Dougie, so Uncle John, we call, I call him Uncle John. He's my great uncle. Yeah. All good drivers, all three of you. I mean, and I, I kept making the connection, but I wasn't sure between your family and the Crawfords, uh, but uh, just some great, great people. Now, uh, when you, uh, you had a tribute to Doug at Pittsburgh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, after uh, he passed away in November last year, uh, you know, we just sat around the shop a little bit, you know, talking about old Dougie stories that cracked us up and, you know, stuff we'll never forget. And uh, my uncle came up with the idea that, you know, let's, we always have a Christmas party in December and we wanted to surprise the Crawfords and put, get some doors made up with the fat heads and 9C on it and, you know, not tell anybody about it until the Christmas party. And they were, they were stoked when they came down and seen it. It was, it, it was amazing. And then from there, uh, kind of just said, you know, let's, let's run this one more time for them. And that's what we did last weekend, and it was it was such a special night. Very special. Now, did he own Fatheads? Was that his business? No, no, that was just a sponsor for him. I see. Okay, well, that was wonderful. I mean, it just uh, it's hard to describe when when we lose someone, uh, the different ways that that you can pay tribute to them. And I think you and your dad and your team just did it really nice. So I'm guessing the reason you got involved was the connection. With the Crawford family? Yes, sir. I, we were, I, they had me out in the stands when I was three, four years old. <laughs> well, he started, started young. <laughs> What's the best part of Michael Reft racing? What do you like the best? Um, I like that we're, you know, we're the low-budget guys, you know, compared to everybody else out there. I mean, there's a couple other local guys that are pretty low-budget like us, but just to be able to run with these, these bigger names out there and, make a name for ourselves has been really special over these years and you've done a good job representing your team how about the toughest part? obviously it's the money other than the finances what's the toughest part of uh reft racing um i'd say getting the time after work getting down and you know doing the maintenance getting everything set for the next week i mean we try to get out as much as we can um this year we've had we broke a rear end after we won a race so that kind of set us back a week but um yeah, just leaving work tired and coming down here and turning wrenches on this thing. It, it's not the worst, but it's uh, it's definitely definitely makes you work harder. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mike Reft, the driver of the number nine at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. You know, Mike, what's amazing, the typical race fan figures, you race the car, you take it home, you wash it, and you come back the following week. They don't realize it's like a second job. I mean, and every spare moment you have is in the garage. It really is. I mean, uh, there's we've got a whole whole checklist that we go over every, each and every single week, and you know we won't we won't load up the car until all that stuff's done. So, if you were uh, thinking about your most memorable moment in racing, what would it be? Oh, it would have to be the Joke George win in 2016. Uh, you know, we had a an old 2007 black front end car running against the new XR1s, and we ran, We ended up uh, starting on the front row, and we led every single lap. It was it was it was an incredible just to win that race for Joke and his family, but just to go out and do it in an older car. I mean, even you know Stevie Baker and Mark Richards were scratching their heads, saying, "You know, what what, is, what did you do to this thing?" <laughs> 
But uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a real special night. Well, and the prestige that goes with that. Jock was loved by everybody, and, and he helped everybody. I mean, on, on two separate occasions, he, he painted race cars for me, and he wouldn't take anything for it. He's just an amazing man. He just uh, Here's a Jock story you'll like. He wanted to give his kids a parrot, but he wanted to hide it. So he got it Christmas Eve, put it in the closet, waiting to give it to the kids, and the parrot says, it's dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the secret was hot. They co- couldn't hold off anymore. They had to give the parrot to the kids. How about the most embarrassing moment in racing? And everybody's had one. I'd say early in my career. Um, it was the first or second year in late model. Going into a wreck with another driver, and I got out of the car and threw my Hans device at him, which, looking back, wasn't the smartest move because I ended up breaking my Hans, and that cost me about $800. Everybody does it. You're not special there. Uh, now, are you guys going to run the full season, or are you going to run when you can? Um, we're pretty much just going to run when we can. Yeah. Uh, you know, works works pretty crazy for me right now. We're, uh, we're on the road like pretty often, and uh, it, it you know working the bills come first. But you know we're we're busting our butts to try to get out there as much as we can. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I'm a welder. Yeah, that's a good trade. Yeah. I had... Uh, it comes in handy if we ever break anything. <laughs> yeah. Years ago when uh, I was teaching in Pittsburgh and I was involved with a uh, a group uh, wh- where they were training people, and this one particular group we were working with were uh, women that were either divorced or single or whatever, and one of the girls in the class, eh, maybe early 20s, took up welding. And I said... Why welding? And this was years ago. She said, well, I could be a secretary for $10 an hour. I could be a welder for 20 or $25 an hour. Seemed like a good idea. And she yeah. became, became a very, very good welder. Now, this doesn't happen by accident. Let's talk about sponsors. Um, sponsors, they, uh, Posty Trucking and Hosmer Supply have been huge. He uh, lent us one of his shops years ago because he, he found out that we were storing our car underneath our deck year-round. You know, even in the winter, we would just wrap it up in a little cocoon of tarps and whatnot, but uh, he's, he's amazing for us. Uh, Century 3 Chevy actually hopped on last year. They've been a huge help. Nugent Contracting, uh, Monarchy Car Care Center, Glick Fire Equipment's been on my car since I started in late models, and that's been, uh, it's been 13 years now, so they've been loyal to us big time. Uh, Silver Sport and Ada Nation, which is Frank and Harris, which, I mean, you, having a Yenzer guy like that on your car, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Paul's Tree Service, uh, Coons Food Equipment Service, Matt Zaylor, Bobby Simon, Garage Doors, uh, Russ King Racing, and uh, Ingram Engines. That sounds like a who's who of sponsors. All good people. <laughs> uh, how about Pit Crew? Uh, really got to thank my crew chief, Uncle Newby, uh, Newby Beatty. He's been huge with getting everything set up with mechanically. Uh, Dave Dittler, my dad, of course, uh, my buddy Gage, Ben and Emmy Laboon, Matt Zorn, and uh, my girlfriend Kayla. Again, a nice group of people. Now, Kayla, was she a race fan prior to meeting you? or? Uh... Um, not really, but uh, she uh, she was friends with 
Colton Flinner's fiance, and that's how we ended up meeting. Cool. So that's why when I see pictures of you and Colton together, that's the connection. Yep. <laughs> I see. Well, that's a good guy to be hooked up with. Boy, he's really got it together. Oh, geez. Absolutely. He's having a killer season. Yeah. And then, f- for some reason, he's hooked up with John Garvin Jr., and he's running good. John, John won a week or so ago at Lernerville. Yeah, they got them cars hooked up. It feels like, you know, you could throw anyone in them things at this point. Well, I know Garvin's happy, and they were teasing him with Dave Oliveri about getting home because the parking lot or the pits at Lernerville is adjacent to uh, Garvin's property, so he could walk home in about three or four minutes. But uh, he had a he had a good race. Uh, any closing thoughts? Anything that we need to add that we haven't covered? Uh, not that I believe. Well, Mike, I want to wish you continued success, and I think about your speech at age six, and it's burned in my brain. It'll never go away. It was so precious. I went back to the table after, and I said, wow, this kid's amazing. Age six, you know, and that leads into something else that that, uh, doesn't have anything to do with you, but it bugs me at a banquet or at a race when a driver will say, I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. And I want to get up and scream, yeah, but everybody else would like to know too. And the people that do that, they don't. there was a guy at one of the other tracks who will remain nameless that didn't have any communication with his sponsors last year. None. You know, here's where we're racing. Here's what we did. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. He had none. And guess what he has now? He has no sponsors and he's sitting in the grandstands. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that'll happen. I mean, we, we try to stay up with our sponsors and give them updates every week just yeah. to keep them in the loop and tell them how things are going. That's just good business. I, I worked out a situation with uh, Lynn Geisler because we're family. Uh, his son and my daughter are married. And he asked me if I could put this together. So I got the email of all his sponsors, about 14 of them, and Rob Cochran and all the major players at, at Cochran, at number one Cochran. And every time he needs to let them know, I do a five-minute interview, and I send it to all his sponsors. So they know, it's not every week, but maybe two, three times a month, they know exactly what he's doing. Well, guess what? That's why Lynn's had number one Cochran for 41 years, because he knows how to take care of a sponsor. Absolutely. And apparently you do too. So, Mike Reft, I thank you. Continued success for the season, and I want to see some more of them checkered flags. Absolutely. We're going to push for it, sir. I appreciate you having me back on. Okay. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway, marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs, guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market. Offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands, for more than 10 years they've been an authorized distributor on the east coast of the United States. For additional information, contact 
Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Lernerville Speedway. We're talking to Michael Norris. Michael, we haven't seen you a whole lot this year, but that seems to be a moniker for so many drivers because if you're not really out on a touring series, and you know, here at Lernerville Weekly Tracks, we've been kind of hit with rain on Friday night, and to top that off, and it just seems no matter who, who I talk to, no matter what division, we just seem to run into part shortages over and over. You try to get a motor done, and where it used to take you maybe a month, six weeks, now you're out six months, and it's you know you're trying to plan a race schedule around that. And I know you, know you run Henry engines, and they're good to you, but it's just like I said, a lot of times if you don't have multiple engines, you're kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, my family-owned car have been pretty fortunate. Um, we haven't had so many problems with getting parts. It's just we've had horrendous luck, honestly. Just one thing after another. Um, and the Serenza O2, we've been waiting on a motor since last year. So we've kind of got both ends of the spectrum covered. But uh, we 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 plan on racing when we want to race, and we haven't been running that good, so we haven't wanted to race a lot. I mean, when you run bad, you want to keep racing, but it's like you gotta you got to race realistically right now. And... Uh, there's been tracks we could have went to but just decided not to because we want to save our stuff for the ones we want to go to. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of people say, you know, why you go to Lernerville for 1600 to win or whatever it is on a Friday night, but 10 minutes from here and diesel fuels $6 a gallon. And, you know, it just, what the heck, we're trying to get tuned up for next week and uh, see how it goes. Well, there's no shame to that. Maybe last year when I had a chance to, to talk to Brandon Overton, and he was one of the first guys, and I'd like to hear your comments on that. He decided not to pick a series to run, and financially it turned out really good this year or for him last year. And then you see Jonathan Davenport this year. These guys are going to some of the bigger paying races, but like John, or like uh, both Jonathan and uh, they said, well, why should I trek halfway across the country for a $10,000 to win race when I can go two hours from home in Georgia or wherever there be and for a $10,000 to win race and I look at it one where I don't have the distance I could spend time with the family plus I don't have the expense of the hauler like you said it's $6 a gallon now plus with fuel ways and the shortages it's just it makes dollar sense. Yeah especially for those guys too that do it for a living there's a lot of big money races that you know you don't have to travel all over God's creation to get to you know so guys in their shoes you know they can go 
you know, they can run a race in Georgia and then go to North Carolina, especially with the XR series. You know, there's there's three major series that they can hit, you know, kind of right in a row without having to travel, like they said. To, you know, you don't got to go to South Dakota for one weekend and then trek all the way back to Indiana. You know what I mean? It just saves wear and tear and exhaustion and just travel time. So it's it's racing smart, you know. Michael, you talked about the XR, sir. I think there's like six races, and I think if you win the championship, not only with the races paid, which is a really good outcome, I think those are like 25000 to win per show. The championship pays 50000 I think you got to run a whole season with Lucas or World uh, of Outlaws, and I think those championships maybe pay seventy five to 100000 so you're running six races for, for the same amount of money in half the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish we could get out and run some of them races because they pay very well. Um, but we'll just keep doing what we're doing. There's a lot of decent paying races around here. And even like in the crate stuff, we're going to run some crate races with my brother-in-law, Nico DeBecco. And uh, there's a lot of money in that too. Um, so just got to race smart this day and age. And I, at my stage in my career, I'm doing it for fun. I'm going to go to the tracks I like to go to. So there's going to be some tracks you might expect to see me that I'm not going to be at because... I'd have more fun sitting at home probably. You know, I want to challenge myself, but at the same time, it just our program right now, we're kind of just trying to climb back up out of that rut, and I'm not going to go to a track to, if I don't feel confident. It's just going to waste time and money, you know. It's funny. I was in a, in a couple of modified drivers earlier this evening, and we all have one track that seems like to be like our kryptonite. Yeah. And no matter what you do, how prepared you are, you aren't. But, you know, you know talk about this coming weekend. That's always a good week for you. You've had very good success on Thursday night. You picked up, you know, two feature wins over the last couple of years. But and now we're changing from the world of outlaws into the Lucas. So that bar is raised a little bit higher. Not only did you have some good guys that ran when it was with the outlaws, but now you got guys that traditionally, because it always seems that series seem to want to put the things together and they, they compete against it on that weekend. But the, now. I think you're going to see the guys you used to run it with when you were out on the tour. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent. I mean, there, there's, I mean, Davenport's been here a couple years. You know, the guys have always bounced in and out of here. Both series are pretty good. I think this year, like you said, Lucas is really good. But all of them guys are good. Everybody that does it for a living is good, you know. So just to be able to compete with them is awesome. And I've been blessed to have success in that event. And I'm often wondering when my luck's going to run out, you know. But I just want to have a good showing for all my support here. And uh, I'd like to just keep rolling. I'd love to do a little better in that, you know, in the big one. But we're just, I always say it. It might be a mental thing now that, uh, you know, we try to prepare as well as we can for that race, but we're always just a subpar top five, top ten car, which is awesome. You know, when I started, it was just to make it in that race was, you know, a feat in itself. So to see how far my team has come to get to that point has been awesome and uh, truly blessed to be where we're at. And hopefully we can just continue. I was talking to your dad prior to our interview, and it's so important where, you know, for qualifying in those heat races because if you're maybe outside the top ten, you're – your task is a lot harder if almost not, not impossible because with those guys up in front like you said doing it for a living they don't make too many mistakes no and you know you hate to say it but a lot of it is is cubic dollars you know you can you can buy a lot of speed now versus you know having to find speed so if you get yourself behind and then you get in the back of the heat race everybody is so close that just trying to pass them is one thing you know what i mean and then run the leaders down you just got to be 
you know, you got to be lucky, you got to be good, and you got to have all your ducks in a row to, to do well at those races. And a lot of it, like I said, is a mental game too. You got to be right between the ears, you know, especially qualifying and stuff like that. You got to, this is just as much a mental sport as it is anything else, you know, so you got to be confident in what you got under you. You mentioned Nico's car, and I've, I've talked to Chubb a couple weeks ago. And again, with that race now paying 20000 to win, conceivably on a Saturday evening, you can pick up $70,000. I think you're going to see a couple guys, maybe a couple extra trailers coming in that, hey, I want to bring a backup car and I want to put a crate motor in it because $20,000 is some big, big money in the crate division. Yeah, it'd be foolish not to. Like you said, you know, you're, you're in one spot the whole weekend and you have a chance to make that kind of money i mean that's huge i could change somebody's season you know so uh i'm excited you know i i go back and forth on the crate stuff my heart's always with supers and i, I love the super stuff and i understand why we have crate divisions um but i have a lot of fun with it nico's a great car owner we get along great and it's been a really cool thing to kind of keep our family together um so i'm excited hopefully we have a better showing than we did last year we had some bugs we we didn't work out of that car until the following week, but that's racing, you know. You, like I said, you got to ride the wave, and it could always be worse, in my opinion. Well, Mike, it's uh, we appreciate you taking time from your schedule. Don's not up here as much as he used to be. I think he's going to be pretty much down in back in North Carolina all year. So, just uh, to a friend, why don't you send a friendly hello to your buddy down there? Yeah, how you doing, man? I appreciate everything you've done for this sport, and uh, me and my grandmother have listened to you our whole lives. I feel like you know, so. Uh, we're thinking about you, and uh, I'm bummed I won't see you, but hopefully you're doing well. Well, Mike, again, thanks for the interview, and best of luck tonight and the rest of the year and during Firecracker Weekend. Okay, thank you, guys. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. 
And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now, a fellow that is one of the winningest drivers ever on asphalt, Adam Kostelnik. Adam, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, good, Don. How are you? Haven't had you on for a while, and we got to get you up to date here. It's just uh, your career I've, I've watched since you first started. I don't know. The, the first car you drove, was it the 05? No, it was actually 48. Uh, Mike Backlund's old, old street stock. He took a year off and put me and Greg Paisner in the car. And my actually, the first car was actually 48, I drove. Yeah, I think I was 97. So yeah. <clears throat> Mike Bacalon, a really good driver, took some time off, put you in the car, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, I, I often say, I mean, thanks to Mike. Like, I, I think if it wasn't for him that he gave me my first shot, I'd have been dead or in jail because it's just, I was going down the wrong path. You know I mean, I was 17, 18 years old. And getting racing, I mean, it changed my life and for the better. You know I mean, I've met so many good people through racing. Race communities just got full of it. I was uh, at your garage years ago, and it was a huge garage. Are you still working out of there? Yeah, I, I bought the garage off of Dave Fleshman after that passed away. I bought it off his family, so I'm still in the same garage. I spend more time at Dell's garage now than I do my own. Now, is his garage over in, in Smithton or something? Uh, it's in West Newton, right on top of West Newton Hill on Greensburg Pike. Yeah. Hey, Dale's a great guy. How did you get hooked up with him? Um, he bought Anthony's Anthony Iowa's Charger car, raced it a little bit, was having problems with it, so you know, he come got me, and I started working with him, and then the more I worked with him on that car, and I told him, I said, if I build you a new car, you could dominate the Charger cars, and we just become really close. I mean, Kimberly family and the Martinellis are just such, such great people you know, I mean, to be associated with. Well, and that came true. You built him a car, and he dominated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We had one like he. We, I had one like half done, and and it was for Anthony, and then he wound up buying it. And and they, even Nate's doing real good in the car. It's just a dominant car. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how you got involved in this. Now, prior to driving, uh, did you have any other jobs or responsibilities in racing? Um, I started helping Mike back on in '94, '90. Yeah, 95, he built a new car. I mean, I didn't even know what a pop rig gun was. So from coming from that, you know what I mean, not knowing how to even use a pop rig gun to build on cars and winning races. And I'm more proud of the people that have helped win and the cars I built than more than I am winning. You know what I mean, just seeing someone winning your car, especially someone winning the first time, seeing their crew, their parents, and victory, man, you, you've had a lot of experience with that. You know I mean, the joy of just the, the group winning their first race, that's the best part of racing. That, that, that's what drives me. I think prior to getting involved when Jennerstown reopened, uh, probably the winningest car you ever had was the 60. And I see it's now it's it's back racing again. I know when, when Buzzy passed away, well, he didn't want to sell it, but when he passed away, it just sat there for a long time. How did that all come to be? Yeah, uh, more he's Dell's good friend. He had a street stock and he, it, he was talking to me about a modified, and I said, if you want a good modified, and then after Crosby passed away, they were looking to sell it. So, And I told him, I said, it's still a good car. I mean, still left-handed. The body's outdated, but he's, he's having fun just going out there running around. You know I mean, I actually have more wins in the 05 Folkmeyer Street Stock than I do the 60 modified. I wasn't aware of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah funny uh, 05 uh, Folkmeyer car. Um 
Bob Stanford was driving it. Uh, I think he was driving it at Pittsburgh for the Glade Neal Memorial. And uh, I was leading, and he did a bump and run on coming out of tur- turn four. And uh, he he beat me. And then you guys stole the checkered flag. I had to send Greg Wheeling over to get it back. So you know, I was there for that night because that was the year Jack died. And, you know what I mean, and Jeff put him in the car. I, I was there for that race. I do remember it. I don't remember stealing the checkered flag. But I do remember that race. No, I think Folkmars won and stole it, but we, we finally got it back. So a lot of history with you and some of your cronies. Uh, yeah, I've always been able to, to mind, yeah, be associated with good people, whether it was Mike Backlon or Dave Schlesinger, you know, I mean, Howie Bayless and Scott Aiello, you know what I mean, Kimberly's like, it's just, it's always been associated with good people. I mean, most people in racing, just the racing family are good people. Let's talk about the roof on the number 60 car. There's a little bit of a story there. Yeah, well, that was my deal with Marv when he bought the car. There's, I think, 58 win stickers on the 60 car. And I said, the deal is I'll help you do it. I'll do all the work for you, but I get the roof. And he, he, that's why the car has a white roof on it, because we took it off the old car that Howie purchased. And I, I got the roof hanging on my wall down my shop. A lot of good stories. Fans, if you're just joining it, we're, we're, we're talking to Adam Kostelnik and some of the things that he's been involved in. We're going to get up to the current time here in just a bit. What's the toughest part about racing, except for the finances? I mean, you're always helping people. Do you ever sleep? Uh, I do sleep. I, a little more now than I used to, but the biggest thing is just the time you got to put in. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the sacrifice, the, the birthday parties you miss, and the weddings, and you know, I mean, racing comes first. Everybody knows that. But the, and that's the biggest thing, just the time and the sacrifice, the things you miss. You know, and I even tell, like, younger kids, you know, I mean, enjoy your, your graduation and go to parties. Like, racing won't go nowhere. You know, I mean, I've missed a lot of that. But, you know, I mean, no regrets. I mean, I, I love racing. It's my life. It's my passion. I, it's seven days a week. Well, you said if you weren't in racing, you'd probably be in jail or dead. I like it better this way, so I'm glad you're you're busy with that. Now you've won a lot of races at a lot of places. Which one was your it was your favorite? Um, well, probably two. I won one dirt race at Pittsburgh in a hobby stock, and uh, there's probably the first Piney Lasky Memorial. We had a sixty lap modified. There's a couple bigger guys there with bigger motors, and we. I had no clue that I could even beat him, but I wound up beating him at the end. Yeah, I, mean, I still watch that tape today. That's like my go-to tape from the past. But those are probably the two biggest ones that I remember. How about something you'd like to forget, an embarrassing time in your mm-hmm. career? I don't know. There's so many of them. You know I mean? <laughs> I've done so many head things. But, you know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? It's all it's just a passion. You know what I mean? Like most people get out of the car and not – mad at them. I'm usually mad at myself. I'm not mad at someone else. Everybody sees me like slip out at times and it's always at myself. You know what I mean? But I've calmed down over the years, you know. Yeah, you're mellowing with age. Absolutely. Um, last Saturday, had to race in the bag. One lap to go. What happened? Uh, the, the inner tube seal on the rear end went bad. I, I, I felt something on lap 10. Like lap 13, I felt like start smelling 90 waiting filling the car dragging down I figured the damage was done there lap 17 it started vibrating and, and it made it to lap 19 and it broke the pinion wow. rear gears what broke so yeah. but next time, and everybody's like they, everybody's kind of cautious when something like that happens because they think I'm going to flip out or something but I was pretty mellow because I know I got a fast car and 
you know what I mean? That stuff happens, you know what I mean? Just ride it out and hopefully next week when you're playing this, you could have my feature win interview also before the interview. Yeah. So. Um, you first thing you did, you went over and congratulated the winner. Yeah, and that's just it. That, that first talk to is really nice. And you got guys like Will Hemminger that are coming up, Kyle Barkholder. Then you got guys, Bobby Henry, Chucky Kessler. I guess I'm kind of like in the middle right now that but it's a good division you know what i mean it's, it's guys coming up you know what i mean and guys taking a step back and not want to do so much work on the late model and have to do put so much money and effort into it. these cars are perfect divisions when billy brought that in it was it was a a genius move it it's you know it's like right in the middle between some of the support classes and the late models and you you just alluded to the some of the perfect examples there now right. well, <coughs> go ahead Sorry, uh, but the biggest thing is like you know, I mean, a lot of people don't like modified because of the open wheel. You know, I mean, then guys don't want to get like into street stuff because it's more fabrication work and doing stuff your, yourself. But now you can buy a car. And, I mean, good example: Dan Campbell got a car to one running the old body style, and he's one of the fastest cars here. Yeah, so it's a good. You know, I mean, it's a perfect deal for someone that wanted to step back, maybe from a late model, and, and or someone younger kids that are coming up through. You know, I mean, it's a good stepping stone to late models. Exactly. Well, this doesn't happen by accident. Let's talk about your sponsors. Kimberly, a big, big part of it. Uh, who are some of the other people that are involved? Yeah, it's uh, Martinelli Auto Service, Dave Martinelli, Kimberly Contracting. It's De- Dale's car that I drive. Uh, everybody thought we were a little crazy for selling the blue car because it was fast, and I kept telling everybody the white, the white pro stock's a little better. But uh, it's definitely uh, Kimberly Contracting, Martinelli Auto Service, Stand Transmission. Uh, engines by Cole Jack, AK Chassis is about it. How about an AK Chassis is you? How about the, the pit crew? Because you're you're involved in a lot of cars, so you got to have a lot of people helping you. Yeah, uh, Dell, Diane, uh, Angie, her fiance Dalton, um, Kenny, Jerome. Uh, can't forget Phil Hayden Jack. He's with me every day. It's my friend's dad, and he, me and him are like he's like a dad to me. And, he keeps me straight, and he has the hardest job probably at racing then. Well, I'll he's say. Had it and, and keep me straight on a straight path. <laughs> no argument there. Oh, my. Uh, is, is there anyone else you'd like to mention, or do we cover it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, my little brother helps out once in a while. Give me Scott and Howie, Anthony. And he just, whoever helps out, like I said, we're, it's a good, tight group. You know what I mean? The biggest thing is, you know what I mean? We have fun doing it. You know what I mean? If I didn't, if I didn't do racing, I don't know what I would do. I'd you know I mean? I'll be involved in racing as long as I'm going. So, and your engines by Pole Jack, he, he's amazing. Oh uh, yeah, when me and AJ hooked up, we all, you know what I mean, we always laughed because like if it was 1960, where you had to do everything yourself, well, so we could have been millionaires. You know what I mean? Because we do everything ourselves. I mean, now with the crate motors, but he's always changing the valve springs and setting the timing. Like that's stuff I hate doing. And when we paired up, it was great because I didn't like doing engines and he didn't like working on chassis. So. It made to be a perfect pair. He's a great guy. Comes from a uh, great family. Absolutely. Well, Adam, I thank you for being with us and continued success with your racing efforts. All right, Don. I appreciate it. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery 
Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. And joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, A.J. Bass, the winner last weekend and many weekends at Blanket Hill Speedway in Pennsylvania, crossing over 100 wins in his more than 30-year racing career. A.J., before we even get talking about race cars, I think... Your, your company, Kotec Express, is one of the unique sponsors in all of racing. What does Kotec Express do? Well, basically, we the bread and butter of our business is we service and maintain ambulance stretchers. Um, we, we do on-site uh, repairs and maintenances. Uh, we also buy and, and refurbish them and sell them. Do you know, um, do you know that uh, Buddy Baker, the former NASCAR uh, winner and such, uh, once fell out of an ambulance on a stretcher at Smoky Mountain Speedway? I did not know that. <laughs> so he could have used Contact Express back then. He, 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 absolutely. Somebody should have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, joining us on the ProFabrication.com hotline, winner at Blanket Hill Speedway in Pennsylvania, A.J. Bastard. Uh, give us a little idea what uh, the, the track there is like at, at Blanket Hill, please. It's a very racy little uh, probably fifth mile, um, high banked. He's got progressive banking in the track. Um, and I'll tell you what, it really puts on a good race. We get, uh, you know, a decent field of cars for the bigger races. Um, 
you know, even their weekly shows, like we're, we're growing with, with the car counts and stuff, but it definitely puts on a good show. There's multiple grooves cool. and, uh, double file restarts always make things interesting. <laughs> AJ Bast on the profabrication.com hotline winner of more than 100 races. in his career winning last weekend at blanket Hill speedway in Pennsylvania. But speaking of profabrication headers, exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So, AJ, what kind of vehicle are, are you racing now? What what did you win last weekend in? That is a hyper racing uh, chassis, uh, 600 micro sprint with a basically a Kawasaki um, street bike engine on, on methanol. Very cool. AJ Bast on the profabrication.com hotline. How how did you get your start? Uh, you know, what, what got you into racing in, you know, 30 plus years ago? Uh, do you remember that far back on, on how you got started? Uh, I grew up really close to the Zemco race shop, um, was, was, uh, you know, exposed to sprint car racing from a very young age. And we, you know, we were always at Williams Grove, Port Royal, Seals Grove, wherever. And when I turned five, my, uh, my dad and grandfather got me, uh, an old 1952 Curtis quarter midget, which we, we just kind of practiced with, you know, it was pretty outdated. And, uh, the following year we met up with the Peters family and, Pretty much the rest is history. Uh, they put me in their car, and, and we've been going ever since. AJ Bass of the ProFabrication.com hotline. Started at 5, uh, just getting some practice laps, and 30-plus years later, gets over 100 wins in his racing career. He's our guest of the ProFabrication.com hotline. Do you remember the first win? Do you remember where that was and what that felt like and all? Uh, absolutely. It was uh, Linda Speedway has a uh, had a quarter midget track in the infield, and we started about halfway through that year. And when you got to the end of the year, they had a, a winner's classic race and you know, all the feature winners from, from the year would go into the winner's classic. Well, they had a non-winner's classic prior to that, that day. And we were in that cause we didn't win a race. Well, we ended up winning the non-winner's classic, which put us in the winner's classic. And then we went out and won the winner's <laughs> classic. So we actually won two in one day at our first, uh, first time we won a race. Wow. AJ Bast picking him up, uh, two first sometimes, uh, on his way <laughs> to more than 100 race victories. He's our guest on the profabrication.com hotline. One of the questions I always love to ask somebody with three digit, uh, amounts of wins and such is not about, uh, you know, the win. It's about the one thing that drivers are, are most finicky about. Uh, it's that one that got away, and uh, you've obviously raced uh, hundreds of times. Do you remember that one that always creeps up uh, in the back of your mind when you're on those long drives from here to there or wherever? What race uh, is the one that still burns in you? There was, uh, there's been a couple over the years that uh, you know definitely stand out and you know, they were, they were all within, you know, a couple laps of the end and something broke or you, you know, just pick a wrong line on a restart and get past, um, you know, and those, those are the tough ones to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a hundred plus ones that are going down smooth and easy nowadays. Our guest of the profabrication.com hotline, AJ Bass, the winner from last weekend at Blanket Hill Speedway. You got a website or anywhere where folks can go to uh, find you on the internet, social media, probably. Absolutely. I have uh, the, the Garmin Racing. Um, is He's my car owner, but we have a GarminRacing.com uh, webpage that you can follow the race team on there. And then we also have the, uh, the website for the business, which is Cotec, C-O-T-T-E-K, Express. 
com. Well, AJ, and you can we'll check out everything we do there. Check him out, and we appreciate you taking the time to check us out. <laughs> AJ Bass, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, Tune in Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're talking with... Andrew Gordon. Andrew's the driver of the number 25 Pro Stock. Andrew, we've had you on in years past on the show, and you're from Dubois, and your, your family has a rich history with racing, and you've kind of bounced back back and forth the last couple of years between the you know, super late model for a while. I saw you running up at Thunder Mountain, but the last couple of years, you've 
been real comfortable uh, in the pro stock division. And the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series is for for drivers such as yourself, and especially in economic times now, it, it, it's tough to commit to a racetrack on a weekly basis. And even if you do, sometimes it's not dollar smart anymore. But you know, the last couple of years I've seen you, you've been kind of hit and missing close to home, and this might be as far we'll say west as you go, maybe other than a trip over to, to Sharon Speedway. But um, Let's just talk about what Andrew's plans are for the 25 Pro Stock this year and some other things that are happening with Andrew. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to follow the Penn Ohio Traveling Series this year. Um, we signed up for the local series for the local tracks, uh, but on a regular night, I don't think we're just going to travel. Uh, we're going to kind of use it as a year to hang out, relax, regroup, and get organized. Uh, and hopefully, next year will be a little bit better for everyone, uh, economy-wise. Well, a few years back, I mean, I'd say it's be more than a few years now. You know, your 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 pit crew uh, kind of multiplied. You know, you got two little ones now, four and three. And uh, it's important to spend time with them because you wonder probably where those years have already gone. Oh, yeah. they It's definitely the time flies by quick. And uh, the kids, they, you know, being not being home, some of these races that we travel to, I don't take them with me because it's, it's tough on them late nights getting home. Uh, but when they do get the chance to go, they love it. Uh, they're all over and even during the week they're asking me about coming down to the shop so they're they're a big hand in the shop and at the track when they're around well your oldest one again when they get to be that age now do you have them any, uh, any plans for them i guess you usually start off as a mud scraper uh well he still bosses us around he thinks he knows it all uh he hears repeats everything he hears but uh no he's he's kind of just hangs out and He's learning. I can tell he likes to watch us do everything, so he's investigating, which is good. Yeah, sometimes that shop language, you have to get, <laughs> when you're working on something or you're doing oops, and you <laughs> you got yeah, to kind of watch. Yeah, repeating that in school. <laughs> no, like, where, where did I learn that? Well, my dad said, well, yeah, well, okay, Mr. Gordon, we got to come to the principal's office. Yeah. But, you know, Andrew, in addition to the uh, the pro stock, you've had some starts in the, uh, the NASCAR truck series. Let's tell the listeners about that, and it's just... For a local guy, it's your own particular ve- it's your own vehicle, and you've been to Knoxville and out to, uh, to over to Bristol in some fast tracks. Yeah, it's uh, with my uncle and his career and his background with the the upper series. There, um, we're able to feed off of him and his knowledge, but it's also a big step in learning for me, and it's it's better in me and as a driver. So, between the pro stock cars and those trucks, I mean, they kind of handle the same on the dirt um but just i mean there's a bunch of different things that are different but when it comes down to driving them it's it's basically the same thing i'll probably say something funny but it's just like when your car's really pushing you can actually say it's pushing like a truck now right yeah (laughs) for sure yeah you know so you've had you know three starts in the trucks and again like you said it's that competition is steep and if you know some of these teams are so well funded it's just tough to even compete there but you know you go out there you know your uncle benny's been that many many times so you know he's definitely got the experience but the thing that i think a lot of people don't know andrew is the fact that at about i see we're in 2022 now around 2019 you 
decided to start building your own chassis and it's it's called a roosted chassis and you've probably built you know what half a dozen to 15 now now are these cars mostly in our particular area or are they going out of state i got a couple out of state um trying to think it actually probably went back a little bit further now i think about mine but when i started doing real customer stuff it was probably bound out around that time i have i have a car i have two cars in south carolina i have uh, a couple cars in ohio and a lot of local guys that you know run our area and independent ohio series have our equipment so now when you, you talk about it, these cars down in south carolina now how did they actually see the that they follow what you do out there because obviously you know being from the Dubois area and you're all the way down somewhere in South Carolina the geographic distance is you know quite noticeable but uh, what makes them you know ring the Andrew Gordon shop and say well I want to roost a chassis a lot actually has to do because of the name Benny Gordon a lot of people know who my uncle is from racing down south a lot Uh, the guys that actually purchased my car they just sold it um to another fellow in South Carolina, I believe he is, or North Carolina. Um, you know, they know my uncle, they know his quality of what we did, and they've seen our, our success in these cars. So their rules were a little different with crate and stock rules, but, you know, we were able to make it work and react like the, our cars do. You know, being a chassis builder, and we kind of go back to when I talked to Mark Richards or Steve Baker at Rocket, you not only are building a chassis for yourself, so you have to do some R&D for yourself and probably not tell anybody about it, but at the same point, you also have to these dozen cars you have out there, you have, that phone has to be available and say, you know, hey Andrew, I kind of did this and it's doing this, what can I really do? Because one thing nice about the Penn Ohio series, and as we're doing this interview, we're down here for the Ed LaVue Memorial big half mile track, but you, know, you go over to Sharon Speedway where it's slick and you run some of the smaller bull wings, you got to be good at each one of those. And again, we're fortunate up here in, in western Pennsylvania. We have a plethora of tracks, and they're all different. Down south, there's there, 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 I don't want to say the numbers aren't there, but it's not one of the, the cars would be like this would be running. Yeah, they're definitely, their tracks are distant out way further where we're pretty compact in a bubble here. Um, yeah, the talking on the phone, I try to keep up with everyone the best I can. Um, and doing R&D like we did a little bit uh, the beginning of this year, there were things that I didn't like, but I have other drivers that liked it, and they were fast. So to you know try to do things and keep it under the rim to make sure it's going to work, we try to do that because you know we all when we fall we got to get back up. Um, but like I said, we did some things beginning of the year that we have some people that that love it and they're fast with it, and I'm and I absolutely hate it. So <laughs> we kind of back went back to what we know with our car and. We actually got back in line and won our first race uh, just a week or two ago. So hopefully we can keep it up there and keep consistent. I think that's the beauty of this sport because... As a driver, you can get in and you feel comfortable in your car. And we'll just say, we'll put Uncle Benny in the car, and he's going to drive it. It's the same car, but he's going to have a whole different driving style. And he's going to come in and say, Andrew, I don't have you feeling what you're doing, but this is what I'm feeling. And again, what's nice, you tailor this to the driver itself. But again, I think a lot of people don't know. And we talked about some other drivers in the series that have had a lot of success, especially in the Laboon race. Uh, Chris Schneider and Bobby Whitling, they built their own chassis. And I think the thing that people don't understand is when you guys do this, this isn't a part-time job anymore. This is what you do, you know, 
I want to say from 8 in the morning to 8 at night, but during racing season, that's probably it. And you know, you got to do what you do. Your fun time Saturday, Friday night, Friday or Saturday. Uh, the rest of the day, you know, you're seven, five days a week. You're in there. Okay. This is what I have for 2022. What can we do to make different, a little bit better for 2023? Oh, yeah, most certainly. We're always looking ahead and trying to do better with what we have um, between chassis, building chassis, safety, what do we think will be better or, you know, easy, bolt on, you know, things that sort of happen at the track, try to make everything easier on everyone. Uh, pretty simple, too. Um, but, yeah, we just, like, yeah, I mean, it, to doing the chassis setup and building the chassis. Building the chassis isn't the hard part. It's, like you said, Taylor and your drivers that are in them to get them to work for them the way they want them. You know, they got to they gotta be able to have the, the fill in their butt, you know, what they like and what they, they want. It's like those guys that letter a car, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, and all of a sudden, oh, i got to change that, you know, and it's just like, well, no, I, I've already put the bars there. I really can't change that. It's not that easy. Well, Andrew, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I'm just going to say enjoy the race tonight. I want to put no pressure on Andrew Gordon because... Uh, this tracks my kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, everybody has one, and this happens to be yours, and uh, just... Again, let the listeners know where Andrew may be the rest of the year, and let's give a shout-out to your sponsors. Yeah, we're going to follow the Penn Ohio Series for the rest of the year. Um, if they have any specials anywhere else, we may go to. But uh, like I said earlier, we're going to take this time to kind of relax, regroup, get everything where we need to be 100% for next year too as well. Uh, even though we feel like we're slowing down, we're still racing almost once a weekend. So, uh, just yeah my all my sponsor star trucking i want to thank my my dad my uncle who is the biggest part of this um you know this is all their stuff and all of it pretty much got handed down to me when you know we go through but we're building up and trying to do different things with the new stuff but uh we got rantler ridge uh antler ridge winery uh trick shot star trucking canar tire flock services lindenmuth etching laser etching um standard pennant pin designs um rooster chassis uh there's there's a lot of people on there and there's a lot of people that come around and help that aren't on the car that uh that are still involved though so when you do have an opportunity to win you can drink i don't want to say it's bubbly but you can have some of that fine wine you're right <laughs> well andrew it's been again talking to you best of luck the rest of the season thank you this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. We have a new segment on the show Monday called Victory Lane. There's so many tracks sending results that we can't squeeze them into the regular part of the show. So we're going to add them at the end of the second or third hour. Continuing with Victory Lane, we're going to get some thoughts from Nate Rigotti and some of the winners from Jennerstown. Racetrack even had some damage in this one. Two laps to go for the 98. We saw Golick drive into the back of Joey School when School got loose in turn one. That was our very first caution flag of this feature race. Golick kept on moving and takes the white flag. One lap to go. Glessner second. The 42 and 62 battling for third. Adam Henry trying to get past Jason Bush. Well, after a couple of caution flags, this race ends up being dominated by the 98. Tom Golick takes the checkered flag, wins his second feature race in a row. Glessner second, Jason Bush third, Adam Henry fourth. And rounding out your top five, Brad Milburn. That's the top five on the scoreboard presented by TriStar Motors and Saferno Well Service. It took a while, but Tom Golick getting his second feature win of the season. We'll have a chance to go down to Stoney's Beer Victory Lane and talk with your defending champion and now two-time feature winner. Tom Golick out of his race car. Let him hear you. Picks up his second win of the season. A little bit warm in that fire suit for an extended period of time. Rips off the jacket, comes over, gets a handshake from our flagman, Mike. Gets to hold that flag. Gets his second victory sticker of the season to be able to put on this 98 machine. Tom, come on over here, man. All right, we got to ask, what did you see out your windshield with a 55 and 17 up front? Well, I mean, the guys raced pretty hard together. Like, it. I didn't know if John lost his sight of where the wall was. It comes up on you pretty quick, but Doug was up towards uh, towards him, too, so it's hard to say, you know. But I know going down the back straightaway, for about three or four seconds, you can't see anything down there, you know. So I was lucky I had a good enough lead that uh, I was able to back off early. 
Tom Golick picking up his second win of the season, but you got some damage in this one. Joey went around right in front of you in that three car. You know, how did the thing drive after that? Yeah, I drove pretty good. I went past my pit crew up there, and uh, everybody's giving me a thumbs up so that all the tires were still up, and I was hoping that uh, something wasn't rubbing a bumper. But I'll tell you what, these guys worked their asses off back here. Uh, we brought Pete's car up here tonight. He broke the transmission, getting it off the trailer. And then we had all kinds of problems with this car in the heat race. It, the rear end was moving up too much, so we stole parts off of that car to put on this one. And we just made the feature, so they worked tonight. Well, they, they've earned a win for you. I know you're feeling pretty hot in that race car, too. Yeah, it was pretty warm in there for as chilly as a night as it has been, but it was pretty warm in there tonight. So, Tom, who do you want to thank on this race car? Uh, i got to thank uh, Tony Aubrey from Operations Veterans. Now, I forgot him last week. Uh, Coal Contracting, Dave Brunell. Um, the United States Air Force. My son's in there, so and all the fans, thank you for coming out. I got a few uh, bowling buddies up there. They're all here tonight. <laughs> Maybe we'll get them down here to take a picture. All right, Tom's bowling buddies, come on down here and take a picture in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. You got to move fast so we can keep our show on the road. If you guys want to get a picture with Tom, come on down. I don't know. It's not quite a 300, but it's a win here tonight. Congratulations to Tom Golick. He's able to pick up his second feature win of the season. Ship catching Sweeney ever so slightly, but still. This time by for Mike Sweeney. He'll get the two to go sign. Two laps to go for the 11 of Sweeney. It's gonna be a fun night in that Sweeney pit if he holds on here. Samantha Osborne, who won earlier, is his is a member of his crew. They're friends, they race together. As Sweeney takes the white flag, final lap. Mike Sweeney in the 11 car will pick up his second ever win here at Jennerstown Speedway. Sweeney takes the checkered flag. Hands out the window for Sweeney. Owen Halp finishes third. Barry Audi fourth. Jared Barkley fifth. Jeremy Schaefer sixth. Heminger seventh. Will Trout eighth. Finishing ninth, Todd Price. And Brandon Marhefka picks up a top ten finish here tonight as Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney climbs out of his race car in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. He picks up his second win. Let him hear you. Well, the aerodynamics might be a little different on that race car next week. I'll tell you what, Mike, congratulations. Oh, it's his? Trophy, yeah. This is part of the trophy for you, Mike Sweeney. You get a Clark's Edition guitar. My man, how awesome is that? Thank you to the Marhefka family and the Clarks for helping us out with this. Mike, you drove away with this one, man, from the front row. Yeah, um, you know, luck of the draw, started up front. We knew we had a pretty fast car. Uh, just had to make sure that uh, we hit the, hit the setup for tonight, and, uh, and we did. So I can't, uh, I can't thank all my guys enough. I, I gave them a little hard time this week that uh, we had to step up our game, and this is the way to step it up. So I got to thank them. I got to thank all my sponsors, Jones Racing Products, BNF General Machine, Hummels, uh, Self Storage, they're here tonight. Um, you know, thank you to the Marhefka family um, for doing this. We're going to have uh, have a party here in front of this concert. And, uh, the, man, this is two times in a row that I got a pretty awesome trophy. We won on Memorial Day, too, so this is awesome.
two wins in four races now for you here at Jennerstown. You missed a couple of weeks, but, man, there is something hooked up in this race car. Yeah, we can't run every week, but uh, I think we're going to miss next week, but we'll be back July 4th for the doubler. So, yeah, we, uh, you know, just keep hard work in the shop and, uh, you know, no rest. Uh, man, we won and we still came back, went to work, and, you know, we drive four hours home Sunday morning and unload the car and, there's two, three hours of work before we get to go home and actually uh, relax. So, I know you and Samantha are close. It's going to be a big party in your pit tonight, isn't it? I'll tell you what. I, uh, Man, I'm not sure what I like more, me winning or her. That was some hell of a drive by her. I am so proud of her. And, uh, and just everybody that involves ourselves with uh, these two teams, we, uh, we united as one. And uh, we came out here to tackle it. And... Uh, you know, I'm sure the Western boys aren't too happy with the Eastern boys right now. <laughs> Mike Sweeney, the four-hour drive pays off. He picks up his second win here at Jennerstown Speedway this season. How about a round of applause for our winner tonight? We're going to share some very nice interviews with Eric Westendorf from the Lernerville Speedway. You'll see two sticks at the stand, two laps to go for Brian Schwartzlander in that McCutcheon Enterprises 83 machine. He's been a Terry Bowser excavating victory lane 98 times in his Hall of Fame career. He will come to the white flag at the stand. One lap to go for Brian Schwartzlander. Down the backstretch for the final time. Last run through three and four for Garrett Crummer. Crummer not enough move to make a slide job. Checkered flag for Brian Schwartzlander. For the 99th time in his Hall of Fame career, Brian Schwarzlander is your feature winner in the deal automotive big block modified second of the 29 of Garrett Crummer after being involved in a mid-race caution. Early leader Jeremiah Shingledecker will have to settle for a podium position in third. Great run for Colton Walters finishing fourth tonight in fifth. Also involved in that mid-race caution, the 61 of Dave Murdick. We'll head down to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, Brian Schwarzlander. Climbing out of the McCutcheon Enterprises 83 machine for the 99th time. Brian Schwarzlander is back in Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. Brian, certainly no stranger to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane, but it's getting harder and harder. This division just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I told the guys uh, before the race, they said, we'll see you in victory lane. I said, boy, it's been so long since I've been there. I don't know if I can find it. So, uh, yeah, it feels good to win this one. That was, uh, it was a fun race. It was a rough race, but uh, it was fun. So on what's supposed to be Chad McCutcheon Memorial, we will work um, to get that, that event in, but it's always extra special on this night. Just was always one of Chad's favorite nights. Um, been four years already. That just seems crazy, but I always know he's watching over. Yeah, you know, we really miss him. I mean, he, you know, he, he was a big part of our team, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's uh, watching over us tonight. But, you know, I also want to dedicate this to uh, Doc Harmon. I told his uh, family he passed away this winter. Doc was a good modified driver here. And I said, I get in victory lane. I want to dedicate this race to him. Uh, he was an inspiration to me. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's, it's hard to see those guys go. I mean, he raced with my dad and everything. And, uh, but, you know, I want to thank our sponsors, too, McCutcheon, JDRF. Uh, you know, we have Salego uh, Heating and Cooling, uh, Holbein. Uh, hey, buddy. My grandson here, he wants to speak. So. Uh, but, you know, all the all the team, Townsend, and I don't want to miss anybody, JT, EDM, Precise. Uh, so I thank all them people we couldn't do it. So one went away from the century, Mark 100. Very rare air, Ed Lynch Jr., uh, Lynn Geisler, Bob Waring Sr. Hopefully get that sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, it'd be nice, you know, just take them one at a time, you know, and try not to put too much on that. You know, we want to win every night out, so. But, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, if we get it, that'd be great, you know. Congratulations on your 99th win. Always great to see Hall of Famer Brian Swartzlander back in Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. Both drivers ring the top side of three and four. Two laps to go for Mark Whitener. Mike Norris cannot hug the bottom of one and two. That moisture that was there for the sprint feature is gone for the late models. Mark Whitener will come to the white flag this time to stand. One lap to go to see if the crusher can steal another late race win. Norris to the bottom of one and two. Can't hold that bottom line. He'll have to chase Whitener down the back straightaway and into three and four. Norris will try to slide through three and four, but not enough momentum or traction there. Checkered flag waves from Mark Whitener. So Michael Norris was setting up that move through the slider into three and four. Just not enough traction there for Mike to rally a charge. And Mark Whitener will pick up the feature win. So Mark Whitener is your feature winner. Michael Norris, second, Alex Free, third, Colton Flinter, fourth, Tyler Dietz, fifth. We'll head down to Terry Bowser, excavating victory lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, Mark Whitener. Mark Whitener is clear of the scales, and he'll bring the 58 machine into Terry Bowser, excavating victory lane. He's out of the car. He can hear you now, fans. I want a big hand for Mark Whitener. Mark, congratulations. We don't see a whole lot of guys run down and pass Michael Norris on his home track to get the win, but you did that here tonight. Yeah, um, I figured if I was going to do it, I, I needed to slide him. He was he was real fast on the top, so um, I needed to do it on the restart and um, see if I could. It was just dirty behind. When you get behind a car, that them dirty crumbs just get you, and you couldn't leave the corner um, like the lead car. So uh, I knew if I got out front, I could try to hold him there. Um, but, yeah, it's this place is awesome, man. I, I, I like this place. It's cool. So speaking of this place, uh, you are now locked into the Firecracker 100 next weekend. Is that part of the plans? Nah, the plans is winning it. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Um, who all makes it possible? They come the whole way from Florida to run with us tonight and be here next weekend. Who all makes that possible for you? Uh, Big Frog Motorsports and uh, Mike Ray works on this thing real hard. Uh, Brian Daugherty's here helping us with Integra. And uh, just uh, Dave's Towing and uh, M&W Transport, Clements Automotive. Um, I don't know all the sponsors on this thing. I ain't been on Victory Lane very much with it, but... Uh, I'll learn them all, but it's um, Augie Bartram down in, he's down in Florida working his ass off so we could race. So uh, I just thank him, thank him. Uh, that way we get the, that credit card to come up and down the road. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're here. I'm going to be here all week and uh, be here for the firecracker next week so we can see what we can do. Congratulations on a feature win. Hope to see you down here again next weekend. About another big hand for tonight's feature winner, Mark Whitener. Snyder trying a little bit more aggressive line that time in three and four. Worked pretty well. Two laps to go for Todd Weldon. Can he hold off one of the all-time greats in the pro stock division to get his first Lernerville feature win? Chris Schneider is locked and loaded. Heads to the bottom of three and four. White flag will wave. Chris Schneider will take it. Your new leader on lap 19 is Chris Schneider. Down the back stretch for the final time. Schneider is your leader. Weldon this time will head to the bottom of three and four. One last-ditch effort to get that win. He's got to come up short. Chris Schneider takes the feature win. Heartbreak for Todd Weldon. Led 18 and a half laps. But Chris Schneider, one of the all-time greats in the pro stocks, picks up another learning real feature win. Second to the 45 of Weldon. Third to 1K of Catellus. Fourth to 948 of Zambotti. Nice top five finish for Mike Board in the 26th. 
But for the 30th time in the history of Lernerville Speedway, we'll head to Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, Chris Schneider. He's out of the car. Let him hear you. Chris Schneider, winner again tonight in the Pro Stop. Chris, it really looked tonight like either Todd Weldon or Cody Catellis was going to get that coveted first Lernerville feature win. But at the end of the night, here you are once again, buddy. Yeah, I'd like to see either one of them guys win. They're, they're, they're two good dudes, but I wasn't going to cut them no slack. You just can't do that. <laughs> right, and I'm sure they want to win the right way, too. Uh, definitely bright futures for both of those guys, but 30 feature wins now here at Lernerville Speedway. How does that feel? Yeah, 30. That was my goal. Now I can quit. <laughs> family, crew, and sponsors that make it possible for you. Oh, there's a ton of guys here. My family, uh, mom, dad, Tyler, uh, Fast Andy, Segan, he let you Hey, he likes our team. He's been helping out. That's great. I love it. Uh, Freeport Truck, Freeport Transit, uh, Butler Truck Parts, the Trisandy Brothers helped put this motor together. That was cool. They like to pitch in down the garage, mess with the car. Uh, it's all clean pressure washing. Who else? BT Truck and Auto, uh, Hoosier Tire, Hot Dog Guys, Bob Walters Race Engines. We still have one of them in the car. Miss you, Bob. Uh, thank God we got a place to race here. Uh, praise him, uh, Thompson's, for keeping this joint open. Hey, thank you, fans, for coming out and watching us. Congratulations, your midseason champion locked into the Penn Ohio Pro Stock feature later on the season. How about another big hand for your feature winner again tonight, Chris Schneider? Flick will head to the bottom, as will Shetler. Gallagher rolls the middle. Brandon Mattis passed Lynch on the backstretch for fourth. Two laps to go for Flick. Slide job up through four in front of Mattis's Lynch. Good battle for fourth between the third generation stars of Brandon Mattis and Cy Lynch. Mattis with a good run off the bottom of two. Not much of a cushion there for Lynch to lean on. White flag ways for A.J. Flick. Darren Gallagher back around Scheller for the second spot. All the cars have cleared the front stretch into three and four for the final time. Headed to the checkered flag for his fifth one of the season. It's A.J. Flick. We are at the mid-season of Fab Four Racing, and only one man that does not live in Apollo, Pennsylvania, has won a sprint car feature here this year, and that's all-star Hunter Scherenberg. For the fifth time already this season, we'll head down to Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, A.J. Flick. Second to the 12 of Gallagher, third to 29 of Shetler, fourth and 13 of Madison, fifth to 42. He is your five-time and defending track champion. He is now the mid-season champion. How about a big hand for A.J. Flick? A.J., I'm running out of questions to ask you down here, bud, but a little bit of a tricky track tonight. Bottom was good in one and two, but the top side was good in three and four. Yeah, I mean, Dan's had the, uh, so much moisture in this track this year that tonight was a little bit of a curveball. Um, I'm glad we got something different to race on because I think it's going to help prepare us a little bit for the Silver Cup that's coming up. Um, I still think we need to improve. I, I didn't feel that comfortable. I was, I was so patient to try and get through one and two, and I couldn't even get around any of the lap cars on the outside, so I just kind of had to file in the lane and pray nobody got underneath me. Uh, but we were able to rip through three and four pretty good, so uh, definitely start on the pull helped, but I do believe we probably had a good enough race car we could have passed uh, from the rear again, too. Plans for tomorrow night. Big shows at Pittsburgh. Mercer, I know you like to get out to Port Royal. Do you know what's going on tomorrow night yet? I'll be honest with you. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, we might just take the night off and go run Tri-City Sunday and support Merle and those guys. Uh, other than that, I, I really don't know. There are a ton of options here tomorrow, um, but let's just celebrate tonight, too. 
Uh, family, crew, sponsored, make it all possible for you. Uh, yeah, first off, I forget every week, so Ryan Byers, if you're watching, thank you, bud. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Um, everybody else that supports this team, my mother, father, the entire Hartman family, Debbie, hope you're smiling on that one. Dan, thank you guys for everything. Um, everybody on the crew over here, uh, Dave, Joe, Doug, all the Daves, Rod, my mother, my father, my girlfriend, Ashley, hopefully Bailey's okay. And uh, I already did. And... Um, <laughs> For uh, all our sponsors here, too, Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Fence by Maintenance Service, Chernega Construction, uh, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers. We've been eating a lot, uh, Red Robin, after our wins, so let's just keep rolling. So five feature wins, five-time and defending track champion, and still your points leader, A.J. Flick. Howie Bayless covers a lot of territory, and we have a couple nice interviews that he did this past week that we want to share with you. Mike's Auto Body, Mike's 24-hour towing. Ingram Racing Engine, Cletus Motorsports, Kelly Construction, number 90J, ninth win of the season so far. Safety gear getting undone. He's coming out of the car. The Mad Dog here at Victory Lane. Michael, congratulations. New fire suit, man. You're looking good. Hey, congratulations. Ninth win overall of the year. Third here. And in this car, man, starting up front, you almost have to bet on this 90J. Yeah, well, the car's been really good. We tried something different there in hot laps, and I feel like we hit something even better than what we had. Um, the car was just flawless tonight, so I can't really complain. And the job the crew did on this car tonight, unbelievable. And these cars... People don't realize you take the same car to a big track to a short track. You don't have multiple cars. Oh, yeah. So we got here today when the gates opened, and I worked all the way until hot laps just getting everything switched over from my short track to my big track setup. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't do it without all my crew guys, I mean, my, my mom, my dad, my cousin Josh, um, Todd, everybody come, helps out a car, my fiance Jenna. It's, it's a big team effort, and Randy helps out a lot too. What about this crowd? That has to psych you up when you see a great crowd and you get on a great track like we had here. Oh, yeah, the track was really good. I mean, it was pretty much wide open the whole way around anywhere you put the car. And this crowd is one of the biggest crowds out of any track I've been to. So <laughs> the truck definitely has something going. I will. I'll let my uh, thank Kristen for coming and watching me race tonight. Now, Michael, I know you're happy, but you're going to make a fan happy. Reach in there. $371 going home with the winner of the 50-50. And let's give a round of applause from Masontown, Pennsylvania, the Mad Dog, Michael Doritsky in Victory Lane. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.